Hello, Craig. How's it going? Hello, Pe. How are you? I'm fine. So, what what's going on, eh? Um, it's all good. So, we're doing a, a live show in the Knife Talk booth. For those that don't know us, Knife Talk is a podcast for knife makers, hobbyists, and collectors, which I've been hosting for about five years with my co-hosts. So, I am Craig Lockwood of Chop Knives. I specialize in culinary knives with, with a big emphasis on sustainability. The other hosts we have are Jeff Fader of Fader Knives, who's a knife maker from New York, making awesome chef knives for some of the best chefs in the world, and really amazing knives. And we also have Moreko Malmasi of Malmasi Fire Arts. He's a Fortune Fire champion and probably one of the greatest knife makers in the world. Um, each week we record a 90-minute episode that goes live every Monday morning where we answer listener questions, we have live callers, um, we play, have some fun in games, we have a laugh. Um, it's always good fun. So as I say, we'll be doing a live show today and having some fun with the Dharma Steel uh, attendees and the exhibitors. Um, so yeah, swing by our booth and uh, get involved. That sounds great, Craig. Uh, I'm, I'm really glad to have you here. And I'm sure you have a a good time with all your listeners and and all the people that you have and and we sure have a great collection of fantastic amazing knife makers here today i've been looking through the catalogs of the knives available and some of them are are amazing so i'm going to put you on the spot pair i'm going to put you right on the spot here have you got a favorite knife that's been exhibited today Oh, there are several. Uh, I have one that has a green handle and a very nice blade, uh, which, which is serrated, and you might find that. Uh, there is also a many. I I fancy the one who are, are forged, you know, that are forged from round stock. And there are a couple here. And, of course, I know that those are also my favorites because I know what kind of a job that goes into that. How much work, yes. Yeah, yeah. So have you made any knives yourselves, Pear? You obviously make this fantastic steel there at Dharma Steel, but have you made any knives yourself? I've done some grinding. But I haven't really had time to finish anything, really. So, yeah, uh, my, my definitely my interest is into the, uh, the molecules of the steel. Uh, and so that's where I basically lay my time and try to design the, the pattern that goes with it and the process of doing it. So, well, I, I, I have to confess, I'm, I'm not a knife maker. But you do appreciate a good knife, which is always good. Well, you see... I do. And and for me, a culinary knife is something special. You know, the culinary knife is 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 such a valuable tool. You use it most every day. And of course, I have a good collection of, of culinary knives so, and with the steel blades. And I think it's, an, you know, the, op- the opportunity to get to use something that is so beautiful in the combination of good cooking's a good meal it's a it's a you know it's a fantastic experience i cannot think of any better usage of the steel or usage of an and and a work of art yeah yeah and what we find i mean we've been doing the show for five years and we have a lot of interaction with our listeners um so we find not only are you know top quality chefs now really enjoying you know handmade tools and seeing the work that goes into it but also just home chefs now as well 
you know, as you know, so much is on TV now, and people, are, you know, people are cooking, especially being in lockdown too. People are cooking a lot more. Um, people are really appreciating, you know, the handmade side of things now, which is really nice to see. Oh yes, uh, and and I think yeah, and and the feeling using something that is handmade and and you know that this is done with such a you know. Uh, uh, skill and effort and, and love for the materials and love for everything, love for the design. It makes something, it's really a, a unique uh, feeling. Or Yeah, yeah. So for those who maybe haven't come to the show before, um, what can they expect in the next, what, two and a half hours, nearly three hours? What, what can they expect in whether they're in booths or on the, on the main stage? Uh, well, I think they should... They should go to the booth and uh, check out the knife makers and chat with them or uh, join the video chat and talk to them and listen to what they're saying and, you know, ask them questions uh, about the knives and go to the knife page. As you said, all the knives are on the knife page and have a good look at that. And, uh, and and they can vote also, can't they, for their for their best in class? So any anybody yes. attending can vote for what they think is their best knife. How, how is that working? Yeah, on the knife page you can vote. Uh, you can see at the very top of the knife page you fill in your details, your contact details. Of course, we need to contact uh, the winner for for the for the raffle draw, but, and they just fill in the, the name and the number of, uh, of the knife, the knife maker and the number or name of the knife. So it's, it's not too difficult there. I think so. That should be, it yeah. should be good then. So listen, guys, all you attendees, don't just vote for your friends. Make sure you go and look at everybody's knife. Um, and yeah, make a nice fair vote and you've got a chance to win a raffle then too. So it's all good for everybody. Yeah, and that will be a prestigious prize, uh, price, of course, for the for the winner. Yes, yes, yes. Well, I'm going to leave you to it now. Um, good luck with the show, and I'm sure everybody's going to have a great time. Thank you. Thank you, Craig. It was great chatting with you, and we will uh, talk to you later, maybe, and we will see you, and we'll see all, all the rest of you in the booth at... Uh, or at the award ceremony. So have a good time and enjoy the event and we'll see you around. Okay, thank you. This show is brought to you by The Makery, the podcast network for makers. What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of po- uh, podcast. <laughs> Nine time podcast. I'm starting off strong. Um, yeah, so this is the first time we're doing video. So even though if you're listening to this on the actual radio or on the podcast, you're not going to see the video. Hopefully, we can save some of this. It'd be cool to get this back up. But anyways, this is a podcast about knives. We talk knives. We answer questions. We give each other a hard time. As always, we just try to have a good time and have fun and help support the community. I'm here with Jeff Fader of Fader Knives and Mr. Craig Lockwood of Chop Knives. And gentlemen, let's kick it off. Who wants to start? What did you guys think of your intros? Top of my head, that was when I come up with those intros earlier. I really thought that you'd prepared that out. No, that was I was I was dumbfounded. I was I was I was I wasn't surprised, 
but I was like, Craig really gave it to Pierce. You know, yeah, I mean, even I put had, him on the spot. My trigger finger was on the cutoff music for him. <laughs> and I was thinking, you imagine? That would be so cool. <laughs> I did manage to sneak one little jingle in, but yeah, my trigger finger was ready to go. <laughs> nice. Can you imagine? So welcome aboard. Give him a give him the hook in the first five minutes. <laughs> that would have been awesome. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I mean, we chatted last night. So the idea of this show is we're recording this, and this is going to go live. Well, this will be an, a podcast episode next week. Right. Um. So so we're all good. We so that means we get next Friday night off, which is nice. Oh yeah. Which is nice. So Morocco, what we've been up to in the last twenty four hours. <laughs> Well, I wasn't able to join the podcast yesterday because ah, <laughs> I was ah, struggling yeah. with the connection. So hopefully today that goes a little bit better. Um, but uh, I'm trying to think what I didn't get to share yesterday. Uh, biggest thing, this secret sword I've been working on, I have to start over on. Yeah. So I'm not too excited oh, about yeah. that. Oh. Yeah, I, I got about two weeks of work in that thing and it's got to I got to start over on that. Um, I made a belt buckle and that also didn't work. Uh, so this this past week has been a uh, <laughs> not the greatest week of my knife making career, honestly. Oh, geez. Um, so you're working throughout failure, the weekend now. Yeah. Well, at least today. Yeah, I'll, I'll be forging today and actually kind of starting on some new steel for the sword that I'm starting over on. Uh, and but, you know, mistakes are part of that, part of everything. It comes with the territory and you got to. Yeah, I basically try to learn from those mistakes so you can move on, move mm. onward and upward. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just a quick yeah. note, actually, because we're using different technologies that sure. we normally use. So for anybody right. who is listening live, and there's quite a few people here already, um, there is a chat nice. um, thing there as well. So you, you can – so on the right of the screen, certainly for me anyway, there's a chat. So if you've got nice. questions, ask us questions. It'll be cool. Nice. Jeff, the last 24 hours, what have you been up to? Dude, I was preparing for this for a week's, and this morning I was getting ready. I was all excited. I was doing some research on different knife makers and stuff like that. And my wife says to me, she says, you know what? Maybe you just need to relax a little bit before this. I know you're a little nervous. Come outside and do some yard work with me. It'll be relaxing for you. And I'm like, all right, fine. You know, whatever. So we had a small pile of sticks and stuff we had to burn. So she's like, you know, just burn this stuff for me because – I'm not going to get in the minutiae of it, but our town is like limiting how much we put out in the street, whatever. So we're burning little sticks and trees, you know, little tree parts and <laughs> tree parts. And all of a sudden I throw a couple leaves in and then I realize after, you know, it's starting to get pretty smoky. And I turn at my wife. I'm like, yeah, we're almost done. I'm not going to do any more leaves. It's going to be bad. And then all of a sudden out of the bushes, this woman wearing a, three you know a surgical mask starts screaming her head off at us what are you doing my house is filled with smoke and i have lung problems and she's just like carrying on right out of the shoe this just happened a couple hours ago she's carrying on carrying on she's going you know just and she was it was very clear that she was coming over for a fight my wife and i are just like this is being accosted in our own backyard is new for the both of us so I was like, I'm so sorry. I see the smoke. I'm so sorry. I'm terribly sorry. And then my wife says, you know, she kicks into dealing with psychotics. <laughs> she has to do with, she, she has this button in her head where like the psychotic 
this psychotic conversation comes on how you deal with psychotics. And she goes, that must be very hard for you. And she did all of a sudden, she's like, whoa, that must be very hard for you. I'm so sorry that you said that. I'm so sorry. I, we, this is terrible. You must be very scared. And, I, and, and then the woman is like, and I'm apologizing, apologizing. And she's just, keep going, keep going, keep going. And I said, but madam, we're, we're apologizing. I'm sorry. We're sorry. I put that, I put everything out. We put everything out. We're sorry. We're sorry. And she's still screaming at us. Oh, geez. And finally, like, what can you do? She, my wife said, she's sorry. I said, I'm sorry. Put the water. We're sorry. You're going to keep going. But yeah, but and she's screaming and hollering. She leaves. And Hillary and I just start giggling. Cause it's just like, we've never been yelled at like that. We're like children <laughs> in your own garden, yeah. in our own garden. Five minutes later, she comes back wearing her happy mask before she came in with like this like n95 mask and then she came wearing this like very friendly mask which is hilarious and she says i just wanted to come over to re-represent myself i i don't want you <laughs> first to think impressions that I, count that's it ah, i'm that's immediately it. <laughs> saying this is a karen we're getting a karen in our own backyard she she had threatened to call the fire department we were apologetic we're sorry and then she's like i just want to re-represent myself Obviously, she went back in her house. The whole neighborhood heard her. And she came back in her house, and whoever was in her house said, are you out of your fucking mind? You're just going to go <laughs> to your neighbors and just start screaming and hollering throughout the neighborhood? She was apologizing, but then I was just like, it's okay, it's okay, we're sorry, we're sorry. And then she went back into it, and she's tr she's trying to apologize. Are you mad at me? No, I'm mad at you. I'm like, we just want you to go. You know, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I can't keep apologizing. And then she just wanted to talk about – she just wanted to talk oh, to my geez. wife and just, like, befriend her. Sounds like a like, Seinfeld oh, wow. episode, this. Dude, it was like Larry David. And I turned around. I'm like, I have a – I can't – and she said, I just wanted you to know. I said, madam, I can't apologize anymore. I'm done. I can't say I'm sorry anymore. I can't be more apologetic. And then she says, I don't want you to apologize. I'm like, okay, I, I just apologized a <laughs> hundred times. And the hilarious – so she's screaming and hollering about, about apologizing to us. And then she's talking about she wants to have drinks with us and how can we get in contact? And I turn around, I'm like, I'll just start the fire again. I'll put some smoky leaves on and then you'll know it's us. <laughs> Let's get a barbecue and going. Then, yeah. Oh, dude, it was like it was nonstop insanity. Crazy. So it wasn't relaxed at all. I said, thanks, Hillary. I wasn't relaxed. That was relaxing at all. Actually, that was very uh, jarring. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happened in the last 24 hours, last five hours. Get yelled at by my neighbor. <laughs> That's not what you need. Not what you no, need. No, no. I'm just, just looking at the chat here, and we've got Gary from Scotland. Um, Sam Gleason is here as well, who I think he's helping Fingal out today in his booth. Um, so anybody else, let us know where you're from, because this is something we don't normally see. We don't normally see people, you know, live. So it'd be nice to see where, where people are. Winnipeg, Canada, Justin Lamoureux. Lamoureux. I think you, I think you gave Justin the hook in a former episode. I, 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 was in some, I, uh, I was in some chat and people were saying, they were, <laughs> oh, Craig's going to give, Craig's going to give me the hook. He already gave me the hook once. What's quite scary is Dharma Steel will give me admin privileges here so I can kick people out with that whole thing. <laughs> but I won't, <laughs> I promise. I promise I won't. I won't. Jeez, George from Netherlands. We've got Ontario, um, Orlando, I see Austin. some very familiar, familiar names. Buster yes. Cooey, we know him. Tim yeah. Landini's here. Q8? People from Q8? Yeah. Wow. That's Fahad. We know him. Mm -hmm. he, he, he contributes to the show. Yeah. Charlie Ellis is in the house. Look at you. This is just going to be a show of us just looking at the chat and just going, oh, right, oh, right. oh. Right, <laughs> Orlando right, Novak right. is the guy who gave the hook before. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, right. Okay. Let's, let's get on with the show. Have we got any? Hey, man. Can I ask you a question? And maybe anybody in the chat has got a question for us as well. And if so, we'll, we'll, we'll do it live. I like that. 
Let's have a look. We've got uh, Caleb Wilson. We've had a question from Caleb. Um, Can I ask you a question? I'm a young maker and slowly been building my tool supply. I'm thinking about buying a mini mill to help with Damascus production and expand my uh, expand my capabilities in the shop. Would love to get all your opinions on it. Um, By the way, love the show. Um, So we're talking about getting a mini mill, and I think they're like the um, most of them are those like Sieg. I think they call like X2 or X3 is the mini mills. Um, So they look a bit like a drill press, a bit more to them. Um, and he's wondering if that could help with his Damascus production. Um, Damascus production, Morocco. This is this is this is for you. What do you think? Would you have I've... use for a mill? Absolutely not. not okay. <laughs> I see. Uh, you know, I do see, especially Alec, who Alex Steele, who we love. He's a friend of the show. Um, I see people using mills to kind of flatten down their bars so that when they mate back together. They weld really nicely and very easily and readily. That's a lot. That's a big tool to do something that you can honestly do on your grinder with, with a with a thirty six grip belt and then jumping to a one twenty. That's plenty, and you can do it. You can do it by hand. It's great grinding practice. And uh, what was the other thing? Oh, it only takes like twenty minutes. Yeah. Yeah, wait, um, we've got unsolicited advice. We've got some unsolicited <laughs> advice from Charlie Ellis in the yeah, chat there. Charlie. Um, <laughs> I love it. Get a full size mill if you have the space. He said. Um, right. <laughs> and to be, I've used one of those mini mills, and to be honest with you, they're not the most rigid things. Um, so I think deflection would be a big issue. Possibly. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Have you done much work on mills, Jeff? No, I have used a drill press. That's about it. <laughs> right. I've been I've been in shops with mills. I've never actually used one. Hmm. Right, so, fair enough fair enough fair enough yeah. and just to answer a question we have the chats i love the chats <laughs> we've already gotten our first piece of unsolicited advice from <laughs> fahad fahad we're with you my man but this may or may this is going to be about nice we got three hours so there's gonna we might have some some bullshit you know what i'm saying i mean come on man <laughs> will this podcast finally be about knives no, God. I'm going to talk about my tractor first. We haven't talked about I've been up to the last 24 hours. <laughs> I, picked right, up, I picked up a little garden tractor today, um, which I've been wanting for ages. And um, it's been great just racing around the garden with the kids on my lap. Um, yeah, that was good. So we um, we cooked today for the first time at the new house, um, actually um, on top of a, a wood-burning stove with a pan. And we made a bolognese, which is really nice. So, um, nice. Fahad, that that is especially for you because I know you're interested in <laughs> in our life outside of knives. <laughs> uh, I would think that there's um uh I would think that I use a mill vice. I use a, a, the one of those vices that has an X and Y cross slide cross slide vice. I do use those um, for. Uh, for cutting into ferrules and stuff like that for hidden tang knives. But I mean, other than that, like I can't see myself using them for, for any kind of steel production. I mean, we, we get, we'd ask other bladesmiths when they come, but I mean, yeah. Lando has just said in the chat that mills are great for slotting. So you've been so doing that with a drill press then just using the, the mill vice in your drill that's press. What she, yeah? That's what I, I, that's what she said, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, here we go. We're meant to be yeah, professional today. A little bit, right? We're meant to be professional. People can't see, but Jeff has, because he's in the dark, but he's had a haircut and he's wearing a suit and tie. He's been putting a lot into this. He, <laughs> this is professional um, Jeff you see this week. Well, actually, yesterday's episode, 
was a tryout of not being in the car and it was a disaster. So I'm back in the car. So if you can't see me, I'm not wearing a suit. Change my trousers. Hey, man, can I ask you a question? <laughs> Justin um, from Canada has got a question um, in the chat. I just started making my own Damascus. There are some darker cloud- cloudy spots that have appeared. Was I just not cl- uh, cleanly enough? Was he just not cleaning it enough? I think that's what he means. <laughs> uh, I'd have to ask. I'd, I would need to know, like, where and at what part of the process. So on the finished blade, he's getting black cloudiness. Just who was that? Justin, you said? Justin, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe he'll jump back. Yeah. Finish, yeah, when finish blades, finished. he's saying. Yeah. Yeah. My guess. Ugh, I'd have to see a picture, but for some reason, it's just not. Uh... Oh, and is it on the 15 and 20? Because if it's got bold 15 and 20, the 15 and 20 will pick up dark cloudiness where it should be bright and silvery. But if it's too bold, it's not going to stay silver. It's going to start picking up color and darken in the middle, which gives it kind of like those darky cloudy hmm. thing. Blotches, blotches, yeah. Yeah, on the it is on the 15. That's yeah. exactly it. So my guess is that his 15 and 20 is too broad. I found that if the 15 and 20 lines are broader than about an eighth of an inch or maybe uh, what, like two millimeter, two and a half millimeter, it will start once it gets bolder than that, it'll start picking up color and becomes kind of a pain in the ass to try to keep clean. Um, yeah, there's just there's kind of no way around it. The only thing I can think of uh, is there, <laughs> this is ridiculous, but there are these um, micro stones that are literally the size of like a mechanical pencil lead. And if you really want to, you can get in there with those stones and scrub it out and clean it out. But that's, that's a lot more than I would want to do. I would either just figure out a way to just roll with it or carefully clean those areas out. Cool, cool. We've got one of our exhibitors here in the room, and he's asking if he can drop in and chat. Um, Nate, Nathaniel, I'm gonna say Bonner. I'm gonna say Bonner, not Boner, because uh, we're, N- we're trying to N- be professional today. Come on, man. It's, and that's Nate Bonner of NHB Knifeworks. Let's let's bring him in. Bring him in. Hey, what's up, guys? What's hey, going Nate. on, Nate? How, How are, are you? Doing? Good to see everybody. Yeah. Cheers. This is surreal for us being able to see people because we normally do our show and it's just like radio show. But this, this is great. I'm loving it. Yeah, I'm I'm like instantly stupid when I'm on camera. It's like <laughs> I'm great, like face to face with people. I love shows and everything, and like you get me on this, and I'm like, you're doing great. <laughs> I don't know why I'm here. <laughs> you're doing great, Nate. Thank you, thank you. So you're exhibiting knives today. You have knives for sales. Do you have I them do. with you? Do you have them with you now? I do. Yeah, I've got. Uh, this is a big guy right here. I sort of themed all these um, for like springtime in St. Louis and dogwoods are my favorite flowers. So we did sort of these like natural wood uh, leather sayas. And then all this artwork is actually like hammered into the leather, which is pretty cool. Nice. Um, and we went all Bifrost pattern, which is like my absolute favorite. And these guys, I got up to, let's uh, see, about... 2500 grit which actually last year when i did damage deal i had severely injured this hand and had some oh. plastic surgery um, so i got belt finished everything last year so i got really into belt finishing and then i finally sort of made that transition back to being able to hand sand so these were just like super fun for me to get that clean and 
um, you know, see my reflection perfectly in a blade again. It had been a long time since that happened. So they, they look, yeah. that looks very, very nice. So, so where are you based, Thank Nate? You. I'm in St. Louis, Missouri. Missouri. Right. Okay, cool. Cool. One of the things I'm interested, I was looking at your work beforehand, Nate, do you prefer Nate or Nathaniel? Either one. It totally doesn't matter. I'm I love, I love when I was looking at your, your size that you do these leather size and they have a real elegance to them. And it's very, it, I thought I originally, I thought you said they were dogwood. They were dogwood imprinted. Now it, it had a feeling of like cherry blossoms. Oh, and I totally. thought that it was, I just really enjoy I really think that they're an awesome looking size, a leather size. Thanks. Yeah. This guy's like crazy detailed. I, you probably can pull it up better, like in the knife picture, but we kind of did some like bigger blossoms and then those smaller sort of like hammered in textured, um, almost like almost Monet ish. You know what I mean? Like from a distance, uh, you definitely get the, the feel for what it's supposed to be. And, uh, up close actually look pretty cool too, but we wanted to also capture some like detailed stuff. Um, and I work with my buddy, Nick Pence. We've been working together for like four years, on uh, just collabing. Um, it was one of the things I was mentioning earlier at, uh, in my booth. There was a time there where Nick's sayas were better than my knives. And it was so hard to get that like cohesive look in a collaboration with somebody. But it's one of those things where like, after I talked to him about it, he was like, man, well, I didn't think my leather was standing up to your knives. And so in our heads, each of us were sort of like, you know, pushing each other uh, just to get better. And it's it's rare, I think, to find somebody that you can jive with, you know, like perfectly. And this knife looks like one cohesive, you know, we try to do everything in sort of sets um, and want it to tell a story and to get th- just the craft end of it together where you don't have a part of the knife that looks like it has more skill in it than something else. Because um, there's nothing worse than like feeling that feeling of like, damn, I didn't, I didn't measure up on that one. And then, so yeah, it took us some years of like dialing it in. Um, I did a lot of like hard sayas too, which just designing them now when we get together and design stuff, it's nice to have that like background of working with, you know, carbon fiber sayas and wood sayas and all that to now sort of transition to leather, which is always sort of like your classic knife sheath material. Um, But we try to give it like a more modern look in the kitchen knives, but still, capture that that old school vibe like all this stuff up here is essentially man-made material except the leather but you know it definitely has like the wood look yeah um, which i like i like sort of the faking the organic look if that makes any sense at all sure um but yeah it just adds a little bit of a little bit of fun to it it's cool and it's cool that there's two of you to sort of bounce not just ideas off but just just to make sure you're both on the top of your game as well because i'm sure you're both very honest with each other there's something that's not perfect yet you're there for each other yeah it's good and bad (laughs) Your Instagram picture is, uh, it's like a zebra rooster. What's uh, going on with that? That's my chicken named Marge. She's a <laughs> Polish crested bantam, and she will hang out on my shoulder. She's like a pirate bird. Uh, but wow. she's crazy. Yeah, huh. she's a little fun. <laughs> so, so what are you hoping to get from the show today? How, well, first um, off, how many knives have you got available? I have three left. Um, wow. And I've got, I've got one smaller guy that's like in the just under 400 range. Um, and then I have two of the large knives that are, I think I'm like right under a thousand on one and right out a thousand on the other. Um, and those guys are still up for grabs, honestly, like for me and, and Damasteel for this event, um, this is my second time doing it. And I think the last time that I did it, it pushed me so hard into a better direction. And it really, I, I took it super seriously, almost too serious where I was like losing sleep over it. Um, <laughs> and just being nervous and you know, all that. But I feel like I could see a change in my knives like the day after that last Amos deal. I just, 
I started really paying much more attention to detail. I started going back to the basics. I just recently took a two-week forging workshop that was all just basic, you know, intro to the ABS. And now I'm just sort of like, you know, I was a chef before this, and I always said focus on the basics and master them, and then your art will just kind of come out of it. And, you know, this time around, I just feel like, just leveling up that little bit. It's just going to help me. So now I'm looking at damage steel as more of like a personal growth. I mean, for me, it's not like selling the knives. Honestly, I probably spent so much time on these that like, you know what I mean? It's, it's not like I'm rolling in money when I sell them. Yeah. Um, I'm not Scrooge McDuckin' it, but uh, I get so much personal gratification out of it. Um, and Pear bought one of my knives last year, which was like, you know, awesome. I was just like, I don't even know what to say, you know, but it was, it really like, it gave me a, a nice boost of confidence that I needed. And um, yeah, it's just a great personal opportunity to get better. And then, you know, also get good criticism and then see what the other people are doing that, you know, it still inspires me every day. You know, yeah. I'm actually got a class with Salem coming up at the end of the summer that like, I'm scared to even go to the class. Cause Why? I need to go, I need to get better at welding. So I'm going to probably just relax. <laughs> He's probably a good done. dude. He's a good dude. He's, he, don't worry about that. Just go in there and have a good time. Yeah, I hope so. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm pumped for that. So yeah. cool. it, it's interesting. You said that you were a chef before and a lot of our listeners that, you know, that we know are knife makers have come through that route as well. What sort of competitive advantage do you think that gives you over, over others? Um, you know, what's funny is if n- now I'll answer that question way different than if you asked me a few years ago when I was fresh from being a chef, I think I've been knife making around seven, eight years now. I don't even count the first couple of years. So we'll call it five because I was horrible. But, um, I would say just the act of cutting and knowing really the difference between cutting on a flat surface versus cutting in the air is so drastically different. So knives that are used when a carcass is hanging and you're breaking down a lamb or something just have such a different geometry overall and profile than what needs to actually run flush on a board. Um, so like handle trajectory when the belly of your knife is flat on the board, not having that handle stick perfectly, you know, parallel to it and learning to raise things and lower things. So, you know, one of the big chefs always come to me and they'll be like, I need a knife that has tons of knuckle clearance because I have a big hand when really just changing the trajectory of how that handle sits when that blade is flush riding fixes that problem. And so it's, I mean, I'd say that it gave me a little bit of an edge, but knife joke. Um, (laughs) But like, really, I got so caught up in knife making that like all that stuff kind of went out the window. And, you know, now I'm like, oh, duh, that makes so much sense, you know, and it distal taper, like, of course, and this is why you would. And it's until I got this craft a little bit more, you know, a couple more notches in my belt, then it started to all make sense a little bit. But I think I was so caught up in the world of knife making. It was so overwhelming. Yeah. Um, that all that like common sense just kind of like almost goes away for a minute because you're so worried about just keeping your blade straight. That the last thing on my mind is like this transition of my distal taper and how far up that should go and you know all of that. It was just kind of like now that stuff's starting to fall into place. Um, but cutting demos, I think that's the only thing that gives me like you know that little extra bit of competitive goodness is that if I get a knife in my hand, it's really easy for me to show off what that can do. You're not cutting um, water bottles or bits of rope. You're using them as they're meant to be intended. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. That's cool. So, so I cut my first rope the other day. That was 
horrifying. Really? <laughs> <laughs> so you mentioned about, you know, how much you've improved since doing the show last year. Um, what is it that you maybe you haven't tackled yet? That one thing that you're just like, oh, man, I need I, I want to do that. But you haven't quite oh, worked up. Funny to. you ask. I got them right here. These are uh, these integrals that I've been working on. Um, I'm trying to get I'm, I'm just forging them now and essentially setting them to the side. Um, I haven't finished a single one of these just because this is my next like mountain that I want to climb. And this, you know, was sort of like, I, I was talking to pair the other day and I think, you know, next time around for Damas deal, I, you know, I want to do all, you know, no stock forge, everything, do integrals. And I, I just, you know, that's definitely like where I want to be. Um, and I've actually got a class, uh, in Pennsylvania next week. Um, that's, you know, power hammer and, uh, forging integrals, which, you know, I've been, been saving up a lot of money and trying to be super frugal so I can get a little more education this year. Cause I kind of figured that's what I was missing. I think I, I dived into knife making right into the deep end, which works really well for some people, but I think, you know, I got overwhelmed and then I got hurt and then I was out for, it was like seven months. Oh, wow. Knife in the hand this way. Oh, separated this knuckle oh. so this ball doesn't really move much but there was a lot of silver linings out of that and i learned a ton about myself i had an amazing amount of family support and yeah i kind of am like in a weird way glad that it happened and it sort of made me it made me more mechanical too because i was that person that never even knew how to change the oil on a car you know i've always been more of like the artist side of me like i paint i cook i know nothing about machines now i can take my grinder apart all day long and put it back together and modify things and that you know hand injury all of a sudden i was having to like grind these little pockets in my tangs to sort of create a mechanical lock for a vice you know so i could grab onto something because i couldn't really do this so yeah, yeah. you know just using these fingers to grind and um it made me think a lot outside the box on using my equipment and making my equipment work for me and that all at the end of the day i feel like translates to you know to dollars like people say don't look at a piece of equipment that you need in knife making is like spending a bunch of money you look at it as an investment to make you more money um and just little things like like vice grips learning how to take a five dollar tool you know ten dollar tool and make it really generate a little bit more time for me which at the end of the day you know this is my full-time job so all the time the better you know yeah yeah well Morocco's back um awesome. he had some technical issues i'm afraid so uh so he's back, he's back in the room so uh nathaniel nate rather was just telling us Morocco about he's just starting yeah. to do um integral chef knives um sure. and he makes these beautiful knives anyway but now he's doing he's got some courses planned and that kind of thing as well um what advice have you got for somebody who's doing, you know, starting out on integrals? Are you forging them? Yeah, I've got like a couple of these little guys that I'm just nice. sort of getting the nuts and bolts together. And I'm sort of just sure. doing these splicers because I'm struggling a little bit with the chef knives. And I haven't finished any of these. I've just been sort of piling them up right. to just get comfortable forging them. Um, I'm not even sure I know how to finish one of these. But, uh, yeah, any advice would be amazing. I love your knives, by the way. Absolutely kill them. Well, I will say that Broadbeck's integral grinding jig uh, is a great way to clean up that transition from the blade to the bolster. Look at me. Um, (laughs) That would be a number one key move. Uh, I will say, especially when it comes to forging, what took me a while to figure out is that Uh, especially if you're looking for a tall chef's knife, at least around two inches or maybe even more, you want to start pulling that heel down 
sooner rather than later. So around a quarter of an inch thickness, exactly. (laughs) Around a quarter of an inch, if not five sixteenths of an inch, maybe. Um, Because if you start by uh, like isolating the, the bolster material from the rest of the blade, and you forge it down really thin and then all of a sudden you don't have material there for pulling mm-hmm. that heel down so maybe you only draw that out maybe halfway and it's still around a quarter of an inch or thicker and then you pull the heel down then continue pulling out the the rest of the length of the blade makes sense um, yeah i actually saw that broadback attachment and i talked to him on the phone and now i want to sell one of my grinders and get one of those that's a, not a bad not a bad move <laughs> yeah, any grinder that tilts down, that's what I'm missing. Now, I have like an old Bader B3 and a an way older Maribraid um, that doesn't doesn't tilt. Um, sure. So, yeah, I'm like, I'm, I'm loving the Broadback grinder. I got to work on one of those TW90s the other day, uh, which was pretty cool, too. But, yeah, the fact that they had that integral grinding attachment looked super sweet. And surface grinder attachment. Yeah. yeah. I've got one of them. It's amazing. And, and you know, Nate, when you're ready to get one, we can get you 10% off. If you nice. use Knife Talk 10 as your promo code with Broadback, nice. you'll get 10% off your order. That's right. Super appreciate that. You know, we've got a question in the chat from Johan. Um, and, uh, Nate, we can, we can put the question to you first. Um, he's asking about trends between makers. He's saying, what are you seeing this year? Is there any sort of trends that are jumping out? And when it comes to style, what are you most excited about, you know, the way things are going? Mm, I'd say trends now. I, You know, for a while, there was such a heavy presence of, like, the Japanese influence on, like, the overall profiles of knives. And it's sort of turning into this, like, hybrid of, you know, a, a Western and sort of this like weird mashup, which is almost like where I'm sort of just fell into it on accident, just with faceted handles. I like handles that, you know, flare and get fatter. Um, but I like the style of the wah build. Uh, and I started pinning through my cores. So I still drill down, do a poplar core, then run a pin through the blade and the core. Um, so it's just this mix of style that you see, I think is just, it's just a natural progression of, you know, you see all these great influences that have been around forever. And, you know, a lot of knife makers that, you know, like I don't have any like formal training anywhere specifically or geographically that like locks me into a style of knife. So it's yeah. more where my skill level sits and then, okay, what can I do? And there's only so many things that I've, I've, I've even seen, you know? So it's just, yeah, I'm really excited to see just the overall shape of culinary knives. And I think that's also like the big trend now is you're seeing so many knife makers that were just killing it, making all these like fun utility knives and camp knives and, you know, buoys and all that stuff are making kitchen knives now. Uh, And that's interesting to see. I mean, seeing like a harpoon point or a clip point on a chef knife. I mean, you can just see the style and you know exactly where they're coming from. And um, I just think that's like a cool thing to see all that stuff getting mashed up and, you know, in the food world, like fusion was that thing that everybody yeah. like, it was like the F word for a while. Like, don't say it, like, don't even do it. But I think with a craft like this, I mean, knife making has been around for so long. And you could argue, you know, same with food that like, just because you can put two things together doesn't mean you should. Um, but, you know, with knife making it for me anyway, it's just been, it's really fun to see, you know, this culinary trend, high end knife trend. I mean, I talked to some older knife makers that, you know, were making knives in the eighties that said like custom knives just weren't a thing. It was such a cult, you know, now you're like, Oh yeah, this knife's $2,000. And people are like, Oh, that's awesome. Whereas before you get like laughed out of a room, yeah, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's just, it's cool to see the art 
you know, in the craft itself, like coming together and growing and seeing like that old school style and this like sort of new school, super bright. I mean, I kind of went through that phase where everything I made looked like it was Miami Vice, you know, <laughs> hot tank and which I still do, but you know, I've tried to tone it down a little bit. Yeah. Uh, maybe I'm just getting older and wiser. I don't know. <laughs> no, so it's, it's good to have a style because we, we always talk about on the show that it, it's difficult to differentiate yourself when, you know, it's something small, sharp and pointy for cutting food. There's so many, so many things you can do. Um, but, you know, talking about how things have changed over time, Jeff has been making knives since I think the 40s, 50s. He's proper old. <laughs> What do you think, uh, Jeff, about styles and how things have changed? Is there, have you seen anything like this year that you think, oh, right, people are jumping on a certain style, any sort of bandwagons, anything like that, trends? I, I mean, the style is basically people learning how to make knives. I mean, the, the influx of young people learning how to do it and getting into it and realizing how accessible it is. I don't think you have – I think the style changes now differently than it would have been in the 70s and the 80s. Um, I think because you, you have so much, you know, you see so much on Instagram and on YouTube and you see so much, you have a much faster, uh, chance of picking a style or going with a style or seeing where you fit in. Um, so, I mean, that's, I mean, it's just, it seems like everything's growing exponentially. That's what I would say. Um, in regards to Miami vice, I want to go farther into Miami vice. I want Miami (laughs) vice colors. I think it gets to the point where it's like, sometimes it's nice to have a little fun, you know? Yeah, I love your knives, by the way, too, man. They're killer. You're too kind. Dude, the color combos are great. I'm, I'm right here, Nate. I'm right too here. Kind. You're too <laughs> kind. You're too kind. That's right, Nate. Well, you hear what he said? Because you know you made it, took a shot at him. How old are the 40s and the 50s? How dare you? <laughs> old bastard, you. Uh, My hair's darker than your hair, P.S. It's I the see light. Roots it's too, the... Ju- I see your roots, too, Junior. This is the, the above light I've got. So it's, yeah, it's showing yeah, sort of silvery. Yeah. It's not real. Get it's, some more of that shoe shine. CGI. Get some more of that shoe shine. <laughs> Marekko, what have you seen as in sort of styles or trends? Anything anything this year specifically? I feel like I'm definitely seeing a lot more faceted handles, especially faceted Western style handles. And I'm seeing more I'm seeing a lot of people doing these uh like the the copper copper my. Mm. So it's copper uh, integrated into the, the material. Um, those are pretty interesting looking. Um, you know, it's it, Marekko, It's interesting because we do get a ton of questions about. It. It's called QMI, right? QMI, copper my, whatever. I don't yeah. know what the hell it's called. I think that's a lot of questions about it, and it seems as though you're 100 percent right because I've, I'm seeing so many more questions about it. Have we used it? Have we used it? Have we used it? It just seems like some of our listeners are also trying to get more information at us because it is a popular. Maybe it is a popular trend. I have no idea. I actually just sent out like 19 Kumai blades to Peters because I was struggling so hard to heat treat that nitro V core. Um, Cause I, you really have to have liquid nitrogen uh, on hand to do those. I tried doing it with 65 pounds of dry ice uh, with aluminum clamps and buried the dry ice, charged it with water, went like negative a hundred for like two days and it still didn't harden it. So yeah, I bought a whole bunch of that stuff. And Greg Dion is, I think like the number one guy making it right now. Um, Dion Mascus and uh, he's super cool and I just fell in love with that that look and you're right that was totally like a trend that there's a couple makers that I think exclusively use his stuff um, sure. and there's yeah it's it's one of those things where it uh, it definitely is eye-catching 
So I bought a whole bunch of it. I, you know, invested a good amount of money in just doing a bunch of stock removal with it and then realized I like just had a terrible time with the heat treat. So yeah, they're all at Peter's right now. Cool. So hopefully you see uh, some of those come out that look, look decent, you know, looks like you did the right thing. They're fun to grind. Mm. What's that? I said, it's a good move. Oh yeah. Send it away. <laughs> yeah, I actually kind of shot myself in the foot because I would have had a few more damage steel knives, um, but I didn't plan on them being finished for the show, so I just threw them in with the Peter stuff because um, that is uh, very time consuming. Is that heat treating process, you know? Yeah, and especially when you're by yourself, that makes for a fun afternoon. You know? Hey, Craig, if you were gonna not send them to Peter's and you were gonna heat treat them yourself, what would you use? Knife Talk is sponsored by Even Heat, the manufacturers of the finest heat treat ovens available. To find your next oven, go to evenheat-kiln.com. Thanks, Brian. I should have asked Brian. We should have asked Brian. Um, but anybody who is listening, um, uh, or whether they listen to the podcast next week when this goes live, um, if, if you haven't got an Even Heat and you want one, and you really do need one, um, we can get you a discount too. We can get you $75 off and free shipping in the U.S., Mareko's got his there. I think Mareko's got a few. I know Jeff's got a few. Um, all yeah. the, everybody uses Even Heats. We can get you $75 off and free shipping in the U.S. Um, by shopping with Soul Ceramics. And you can get that discount by going to knifetalk.net forward slash heat. And when you go to checkout, you can you can build, you know, the, the spec that you want, whether it's the 120, the 240, uh, the, you know, the chamber size, whatever you want. They'll build it for you. And we'll apply that discount automatically at checkout. So that's knifetalk.net forward slash heat we've had um lots of stuff going on here in the uh chat scott gregan or gregan have said have you seen mert's uh timascus it looks amazing i know mert is, is exhibiting today so we're hoping mert's going to come in on the show today at some point we got to get we get nico in the room too i think scott's in this show somewhere we need to talk to these guys hey, yeah if you guys want to grab one of them i'm gonna head to my booth it was so awesome to talk to you guys and uh absolute pleasure to meet all three of you thank good you so luck, much man thank you for coming on you were great come on uh, oh, good luck it. today and give him hell one more thing yeah, one one more yeah. thing oh no oh no i'm not oh, no. i'm not oh, going no. to do it i'm not going to play you off um there's a vote going on at the moment for people's favorite knives we're going to give you 20 seconds to give your passioned plea to get people to vote for you. Really sex this up. Really sex up these knives. Get people oh, voting. Oh, what do we geez. think? Oh, you just put me on the spot. I don't even know what to say. Um, yeah, so uh, just from the bottom of my heart, look at these beautiful pink flowers. That's the- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you like flowers uh, and you like sharp, shiny things, I'm your man. Um, so, yeah, come check out my knives. You know, vote for me. Uh it's just a, you're helping me continue my lifelong passion to uh, make things to uh, slice up food. Cool. Lovely to speak to you, Nate. Hey, awesome. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Bye-bye. This is working really well, this whole video. Dude, thing. this is great. You got to get, you got to put, if you're going to pull someone in, pull Nico in. Pull Nico. Nico is the future. There he Nico is. Nico is the future. You already got me blushing, Jeff. Cut it out. How dare you? The future <laughs> is here. The future is here. The young future out of out of Detroit. Thanks, guys. Nito Nicolaitis. Close. Nicolaitis. Nicolaitis. Yeah. How's everyone doing? Close. We're all good. good. How are you? We're all good. Out. I like these virtual shows. I get to hang out on my couch all day. Yeah, and you drinking <laughs> beer too? It's an energy drink. I knew I was going to uh, need it. The beer's coming soon. Uh, okay. Uh, 
Okay. The first time I ever went to Blade Show, I bumped into Nico right off the bat, and we were we were walking around. We had such a good time. You and, and Eric, you yeah. and Eric, or Eric Helmker, Hel- Hemker, Hemker, yeah. Hemker, good dude. Hanging out with Eric last night. Great Two good dudes, dudes from cool. Michigan. Yeah. Nico's the future, man. He's the young future. So, so you exhibited knives today, Nico. <laughs> yes, sir. Have you, have you got, got any with them. you? Any with you at the moment? Yeah, I got them right around, right behind the TV. Let's have the, a look. We got this one. Uh, this is a Bjorkman's nice. twist pattern with uh, some double-dyed uh, box elder and carbon fiber spacer. Uh, like eight inches, and then the other one. Ooh. What? Nico, just while you're doing that, watch your Instagram. Yes. Scott in the chat is asking what your Instagram is so we can see more of your stuff. Nicolaitis Knives. I'll tag it after I'm done showing these off. Cool. Nicolaitis. Uh, and then like a Bunka kind of Guido style. Yeah, Nico's um, – he's – how old are you, Nico? Uh, 24. 24. He's he. This is this guy's been at it for a while. Young guy, just just. It's really awesome watching the stuff that you do. You do a lot of forge integrals, a lot of mm-hmm. mosaic Damascus. It's just really awesome to see uh, see everything that you're doing. Thanks, man. Yeah, I, I mean, Instagram started for me. It's just kind of sharing me figuring stuff out, and now it's all the all the forging and all the uh, mosaics and Damascus stuff is just my jam at this point that's what i like to do yeah, yeah. who's your usual customer and are you, is it mainly coming from instagram yeah. um it's mostly chefs i stopped doing custom orders last year but when i did they were mostly chefs or people just looking for like nice gifts uh mm. or looking for a knife for their kitchen or something kind of heirloom quality it has some kind of sentimental meaning that was my general customer yeah, yeah. And so how did that start? I mean, it's not the normal thing for, you know, 20-year-olds to get into, you know, forging knives. What, what got um, you into that kind of thing? Oh, uh, a childhood passion for swords and knives. If, like, you know, kids have their thing of, like, maybe dinosaurs, astronauts. Mine was, like, medieval times and, like, knights in armor. So I've always kind of been into that. And my background is more advanced machining and manufacturing stuff, and I got tired of that industry. Everyone else was like 30 years older than me and all crabby. So I'm like, oh, I'll find something else to do. And uh, uh, videos on YouTube, just like knife videos on YouTube is how I got into it. Like Walter Sorrell's videos. Um, just the, uh, I think Alec was doing like daily vlogs when I started like way back. Mm. So just kind of figuring out, legitimately like, figuring it out in my backyard as I was like doing stuff and just kind of kept stepping it up throughout the months and years. That's awesome. That's awesome. One of the things that I like about your work when I look at your work is you do these beautiful knives with beautiful Damascus, and you're not afraid of adding a little bit of color to the handles, which sometimes is almost a lot of people would think, well, you know, why are you, you know, you're kind of gilding the lily. But when you do it, it always seems very appropriate. You want to just kind of talk about that a little bit? Sure, yeah. I, um... With all the Damascus patterns, I kind of try to pair them up to me what seems appealing. So sometimes they do get a little a little gaudy and a little crazy looking, but I like that. I personally like the loud kind of aesthetic if it fits. And then there's sometimes I'll, you know, subtle it down just like a high layer count with some micarta or G10 or simple um, – a simple like maple burl, but I like, I like color. I like the kind of loud vibrancy that it has. 
Um, so when it, when piece, like sometimes a piece will, a piece of wood will kind of speak to a pattern that I'm working on. And I just have a box full of wood and I'll just pick what kind of seems right for that particular knife. Yeah. Cool. Like I'm looking at one of your pieces right now that really kind of it is is quite amazing. It's a uh, oh, Jeff's got his art hat on. He's he's looking at one of your pieces and he's stroking just, his chin. Would you just calm the fuck down? God's <laughs> sakes! I mean, try, what do you want? What do you want? You, uh, come on, man! I'm just saying that like there's this one piece. It's a it's an integral bolster with uh, this bluebird G Carta, and it's got this it's it's got this like radiating pattern radiating radiating away from the bolster. Mm-hmm. Uh, handle and it really is a very bold choice it's a bold oh, choice yeah. and it's just like but it like works great yeah that one was fun because that was that pattern was so i think i know which one you're talking about it's just a super it was a super dense body to the bar and then i did an edge bar of like twisted firestorm so just really really dense pattern and i wanted the handle to kind of scream like just a bold handle to kind of play off of that really really dense complicated pattern that kind of was going on um and it just felt right and it just i like that piece a yeah, lot it's, it's sweet it's it's like i said it's it, it radiates and it's it but it, a lot of people wouldn't make that decision because i think that there's a lot of people who would like i would say it was like you got a lot going on here you know but i'm glad sure. that you embraced it yeah oh yeah I don't want to make a big thing of your age because obviously your knives completely stand up for themselves anyway. But the same question I asked Nate, is, is that something that you haven't tackled yet where you're thinking, oh, I'm, not, I'm not quite there yet? Anything like that at all? For sure, yeah. I think um, in terms of like Damascus making, probably stainless, I mess around with mosaic patterns a lot and that's still quite daunting for me. But stainless Damascus is kind of something I legitimately i'm afraid to try of like this is just all gonna crumble and i'm gonna make a mess and waste a few hundred dollars on material um so that one's like that one's pretty high up there on my list of stuff to attempt um and then like non-general knife stuff like pretty much all of the stuff i make is kitchen knives and so it'd be um it'd be i have it on my list for maybe this year like doing like a sword or like a big buoy project that is just still in my style, of like all integral, all Damascus, but just not a kitchen knife right, would yeah. probably challenge me more than anything. Cause I'm just so used to my kitchen knife kind of formula of making stuff. Cool. Cool. We are going to um, ask anybody in the chat room, if they've got any questions for Nico, if you have put them Actually, down there, I gotta... put them straight through. I'll... I want to give Nico some props. I'm going to show this. I don't. Hopefully, this shows up. It's his, in his Instagram feed, and the finish. We were just talking previously um, about having a hard time getting uh, keeping that 15 and 20 clean and bright like that. Yeah. Do you have any tips to share? Sure. Yeah. So I think, and you've you've shared so much with the coffee over the years, and you and I had conversations about this like yeah. years ago, and I've had to play off the recipe too, but it's like. The long cold soak is really nice in coffee and it lets you kind of play with how far it's going. Um, another recent thing that I discovered is like the sunshine cloths. They're like, uh, mm-hmm. they're like for jewelry. They're like microfiber kind of cloths with very, very, very fine abrasive in there. And you can rub the heck out of a Damascus pattern and it won't really eat away at the, um, the dark layer on your 1084. So if you have a good dark layer that you have built up that you like, but you might have like some smudges on the 15 and 20, if you give it a sunshine cloth, kind of rub down uh, carefully, you can kind of clean off that surface. But then also it's just, 
it's a multiple trial and error kind of thing. Like you'll get a pretty perfect action. There'll be like one spot that is just like missing uh, the kind of contrast. Um, so it's a trial and error, but like long soaps, clean steel, polishing at different grits too. Like I go and do etching from like uh, in ferret from like 600 to 800 to 15 or to a thousand to 15. I, that's helped me build up a nice clean consistency on the steel um, as like a base. And then when you go into the coffee, I've had way better luck with that. Uh, and then I just leave it in the coffee for about 12 hours and then let it like air dry and then wipe it clean and all that. You pull it out of the coffee and neutralize it, then let it air dry, or you just pull it straight out of the coffee and let it. So yeah, I'll pull it out and just rinse it off. Like, uh, I used to do like a soapy water rinse off to neutralize it. And I would end up (laughs) wiping it away. And then I realized if I just wash it off, make sure all the coffee is off at least, and then let it dry. And I can come back in with that sunshine cloth and any kind of the oxidation that comes up. It's just, you can just, uh, kind of shine it away with the cloth nice cool cool we're going to give you the same opportunity that we gave nate we're going to give you 30 seconds to really there's a vote going on so anybody who's in that in the chat here anybody who's at the show they get to vote for their 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 favorite knife so we're going to give you 30 seconds really sex it up really sell these knives first how many have you got available first just the two the two okay that's cool that's cool um yeah 30 seconds sex it up tell us what you got I'm not good at self-promo, guys. Uh, I don't know. Vote for whatever you think looks the best. There's a bunch of talented makers, and they all deserve your vote. If you feel that's, like you that's the corporate line. That's, that's the corporate line. Come on, sell your stuff. Like come, on. <laughs> come on, man. This is a podcast. This isn't like come on, man. It's a dating website for Christ's sake. <laughs> I get enough of the dating websites. I don't need to do this on a podcast. Dang, girl. Hey, I got a question. Last question before you go. Yeah. Are you Greek? Yeah, half Greek, half Mexican. Have you ever been to Bofides? No. No, fuck off. No. (laughs) 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 Nico's the man. I love Nico. He's a good dude. Good dude. Good to chat with you. Good to talk to you, fellas. Cheers, Nico. Bye-bye. You're the man, Nico. That was... The yeah. answer was both of these nuts. You determined to get that joke out, didn't you? <laughs> he, he fucking, I thought if I can't get a I mean, how many Greek guys are you going to get in here that can get both of these? <laughs> he had me, too. It was good fuck off. He might have heard that a million times. He's the best. <laughs> God damn. Shall nice. we take some questions that we've had on Instagram this week? There Actually, there was a, there's one in the, in the chat that's were great. Yeah, sure. Which Theodore one? Theodore Zhang. Ah, yeah, Theodore Zhang. Do you want to read that one out, uh, Morocco? Yes. Question. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, it says, question for everyone. Is it possible to ge- uh, generalize and say that it's easier or more difficult to work with stainless Damascus rather than carbon steel? Or do knife makers, uh, purists, quote unquote, uh, still prefer to work with carbon steel? You guys have anything or should I get uh, well, I mean, I don't make Damascus. Um, I only do monosteels. But um, working with stainless is certainly harder, even with a monosteel. Um, the heat treat isn't as forgiving. Um, much higher temperatures. Um, oxidization can be a problem. So you're using, whether you use inert ovens or using um, foil wraps or whatever you use or a coating. There's just a lot more work going into it. And the finish is a lot harder to get a good finish on a stainless. 
um, where there's the chromium in there, and it's just it's just difficult. So yeah, a lot wow. more time is taken, and I'd imagine pretty much the same with Damascus. But I'll leave that to uh, to Jeff and Morocco to talk about. I mean, I just I go I I don't the, the whole I don't really worry about what other people say. I mean, my 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 customers generally are most mostly first time uh custom knife buyers and a lot of them might be home cooks and whatever and they might not a lot of them most of them don't know about carbon steel in general so i wanted to be able to allow you know give my customer something that they could feel comfortable using so i would say 95 percent of my knives are stainless steel in general and they are harder to finish but i like the fact that my customers feel comfortable in not having to worry about whether they're going to rust or they're going to patina or whatever like that I like the fact that I can give that option. And the problem is, is it is harder. Like I, I get a carbon steel knife order and I'm just like, this is going to be a little bit easier of a day of hand sanding grinding, but my customers really like it. And I, I could give a shit what, you know, purists think, but at the same time, it's still a good question. Yeah. Yeah. I, when it comes to stainless Damascus versus carbon Damascus, carbon Damascus is, definitely way easier to finish to grind to heat treat everything just like craig and jeff were both saying there's just a lot more that goes into those different those various processes and like nico was saying a little bit ago is he's legitimately terrified of making stainless and i honestly myself am afraid of making stainless damascus as well because there's such a narrow window it's like only 200 degrees that you can work that steel in and you have to like somehow run an oxygen free environment and it's just and it's incredibly expensive like some bills can be upwards of like eight hundred dollars for something that might yield maybe one knife or two knives and so um but and like craig was saying it's it's those chrome carbides especially in a higher carbon stainless uh like the damage seal like it's more it it takes a a, a lot more elbow grease but the the results you get at the end and how it looks and how that sustains that appearance over time is honestly i mean i think that's definitely the way that things are going to be you're going to see in like possibly as early as the next five years half of the market is stainless damascus if not more yeah yeah. I i just think that's the future yeah, I mean, some of these, you know, these super stainless, you know, they, they, they may call them. Um, this is all down to sort of technologies that didn't exist, you know, o- over time. So, you know, traditionally people would have had high carbon steel knives, but now we're seeing more and more stainless. And as Morocco said, we're going to go more and more that way as more steels are developed as well. Um, no. But what I find is with stainless, it's it's the hand sanding at the end that is always the biggest problem. Right. Um, but, but you know what I use? A tip. What do you use? This is a tip for anybody listening. I use RhinoWet from Indassa, which is by far the best sandpaper you could ever, ever use. Um, it, it, it lasts forever. It, it's quicker, so it saves you money, saves you time. Um, but we can get you a discount too. If you go to texasfarriersupply.com, they sell a RhinoWet, which is made by Indassa. Um, they sell RhinoWet in various, various grits, um, and you can get 10% off if you use Knife Talk 10. And whilst you're there at Texas Farrow Supply, have a look at the other stuff they sell. Lots of stuff for knife makers, blacksmiths, that kind of thing. 10% off the whole order with Knife Talk 10. If you were to pull someone in, Aiden is one of the, Aiden is cutthroat knives. He's uh, Aiden McKinnon. Aiden, would you like to jump in? Let us know. Let us know in the chat and I can, I can drag you in. He, he, I, think he, I think he is. In the chat it says, are we allowed to jump in? He, he'd be good to talk to. Let's see if he's still there. Uh, let's have a look. <laughs> 
A quick note on Texas Farrier Supply. So we were talking to Nate earlier about uh, integrals and cleaning up the different transitions. And Texas Farrier Supply sells uh, carbide file guides. And that is great for clamping onto the bolster and cleaning up the bottom of the bolster. And so you can also save a little bit of cash hmm. with those guys. Too. Aiden's left no. us. He's not here, so I can't bring yeah, him but Eddie the Jitz, Eddie Jitz is in the house. One yeah. of our oldest listeners. Eddie Jitz is here. It's Edward. He's Edward he's probably R. younger than you. Edward, Eddie, Eddie Jitz is not younger than me. I don't think he's a Ooh, he's an old listener. Not many Shot. are. Not many are. <laughs> How dare you? How dare you? It's an outrage. Let Let's take a question that we've had um, on Instagram this week. Um, Brigham Kindle, um, can I ask you a question? Whose work inspires you the most? Um, and we'll take this for people in the chat as well. So put down who who's inspiring you. Um, Eddie Jets is 45, you son of a bitch. <laughs> come on, Eddie. Come on in the, come in and talk to us. Hang out with us for a second. <laughs> Would you like to come in, Eddie? If so, just say Eddie yes, and I'll, and, I'll, and I'll bring you into the chat. Yeah, Eddie, come on, man. Put some pants on first, obviously. <laughs> come on, Eddie. Pants on, shirt off. <laughs> put, some, put some pants on, Eddie. Come on, Eddie. That's not normally what Craig says. Craig doesn't ask you to put his, your pants on first. <laughs> you know, you know, you know. I am fuming. So, um, did you? I'm. You probably know what I'm talking about. There's a comment left on um, Jeff's podcast feed the other day where Jeff would put up, put up a picture of me, and and somebody wrote, <laughs> "I was fuming." Um, he looks like the butch one in a lesbian couple. That's I, outrage. No, that I was a, was outraged and fuming. That was a, and. And it was a, it was a, I saw it and I think, I don't know where it was. I saw it and I thought this was a lazy joke. You thought I'm going to pin this to the top so everybody sees it. I know what you did. It's a lazy joke because I already made that joke years ago where he said (laughs) he looked like Katie Lang. So he just ripped up my joke and then put it out of his own. I thought that was a poor, uh, that was a poor, poor thing to do. Um, you know Eddie's in I, I can't get you in Ed so what you need to do you need to request to be in and I can drag you in then um, I'm not sure how it works your end um, but there should be a button somewhere that request to be in or whatever it is I don't know I gotta tell you I like this whole thing I like having live chats I think this is a really really neat thing it's cool it's cool yeah yeah well bef- whilst we're waiting for Eddie to do that if he wants to um, let's answer that question from Brigham Kindle um whose work inspires you the most and again the people in the chat put put down who's inspiring you um and let's start with with Jeff who who is inspiring you I got to tell you I I I still to this day I mean I love all these guys it's just hard to say one person but when I every time I see Nick Angers knives there's just and when I talk to him and stuff like that there's something that's more oh look who's here it's Eddie Jitz Eddie Jitz is in the house you're on the show, Eddie. How are you? Hi, man. Good. How are you guys? We're good. You can, you can answer a question for us. Your audio isn't the best, so we'll try and keep it short. Um, whose work is inspiring you the most? Whose work? Yeah. For chicken lives, I'd have to say Don. Don wins in killing everything. Just yeah. the detail, his design, and really how much thought he puts into each build. Mm. Um, we don't see that a lot in, in Kitchen Knife or any other genre of the knife world. So, yeah, he's absolutely crushing it. He's helped me out a ton. Uh, 
Cool, cool. What are you working on at the moment, Dad? Um, funny you mention that. I'm actually working on one of those Damascus copper knives. The farther away he is, the better he sounds. <laughs> <laughs> Eddie, the farther away you are, the better you sound. Oh, that? that. That's awesome. Let me see if I can switch it down. I've got it on uh, the box right now. Oh, yeah. You're gone. We don't hear you. <laughs> Eddie's the man. Eddie's a good <laughs> dude. He makes awesome, he makes awesome, awesome folders. And he's a just a super dude. Came to the came to Doghouse to say hello when I was down there. And Eddie's the, Eddie's the man. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're going to leave you to it, Ed. Ed, and um, thanks for listening. Oh, there's there's some good people. People are saying John Worthington, Mertansu, Dan Bittinger, Noah Vashon. Another one for Noah. Yeah. yeah. There's Matt Parkinson if we want to try to get Matt in. Matt's the man. Yeah. It's difficult for me to bring people in if they aren't one of the exhibitors. Wolfgang Lorschner. That's good. There's some good there's some pretty it's some pretty hard to beat names in this in this. It's that's the hardest part. It's like you can't just name one. You yeah. can't name one. I mean, I got a pile of them. But you're you going to have to. I'm going for... to flip it back to you. Let's start with Morocco first. Morocco, your biggest inspiration oh, in the night world. Um, biggest inspiration. Um, I'm going to say, I mean, I have a ton, of course. Um, but I'm going to say uh, Peter Johnson is a major inspiration. I'm Especially regarding this sword stuff I'm doing right now. Um, I, I mean, not only, and Matt can speak to this, but I think he's not only, um, like the leading scholar in the world about swords, but he's also possibly one of the, at least around European style swords, he's one of the most, if not the most talented maker in the world. And, um, and his stuff is just breathtaking. Yeah. And speaking of talented makers, we're fortunate to have Matthew Parkinson, Matt Parkinson, of dragon's breath forge. What's up, Matt? How are you? Not too much. Not too much. I'm good. I'm good. Good. You're I'm very laid excited. back there, Matt. It's, it's been fun so far. Very Dude, laid back on Saturday afternoon. afternoon. Yeah, I'm like super far away from the computer. It's just weird. <laughs> I'm like just chilling. <laughs> Drinking my coffee in about 20 minutes, I'll switch to whiskey and it'll be good. Nice. Yeah, nice. there you go. <laughs> We're going to throw the same question to you that, that we've just been talking about. Is um, Whose work is inspiring sure. you the most? Um... Right now, I really, uh, you know, forever has been Wolfgang Walker. He's he's amazing. Um, who else? Uh, Cuisinberry does some pretty pretty cool stuff. Um, Lynn Ray, I really enjoy his work as well for uh, for forging stuff. Um, oh, hard to beat those. Yeah, I kind of yeah. look through the feed, and yeah, I kind of look through my feed and just go, cool, 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 eh. You know, and that's uh, that's that's kind of the deal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, for sword stuff, there's a there's a bunch of European guys I follow. There's um, uh, let's see, Dale Fab uh, Brown, I think his last name is, and then there's the the um, brothers down in South America that just build some beautiful stuff. And again, as as Mareko said, Peter Johnson is just Peter. Like he's just a whole another level of sword maker. You know. Yeah. Um, Cool, cool. Yeah, and then, uh, Owen Bush, he's another good, another one. I'm fine. Uh, he's a really talented guy. Yeah. What What's uh, that behind you, Mac? <coughs> Matt, with the numbers? What, what, why are they labeled up that way? What, are they Are they available? What's... Oh, that's just what I have. Yeah, these are all the ones for the show. Right. The okay. ones I made for for the invitation. 
Can you so, can you bring them closer? Uh, what the numbers are? Can you bring them closer to the camera? Yeah, Is there any way? For you to make them yeah. rearrange everything? Oh, I'm not going to crank. Wow. Nice. Yeah. Very nice. So this was the uh, Baldar pattern, um, forged. You know, not crazy forged to shape because McCurry, but I did do uh, stretch the edge bevel out a little bit and forge the secondary bevel up here. Where's the tang out? And then the handle is um, stabilized uh, black birch, G10 spacer, and then stabilized um, uh, dyed maple burl. Nice. We may have quite a few knife makers um, listening um, who maybe haven't used Dharma Steel before. Have you got any tips mm -hmm. for those who haven't used Dharma Steel specifically before? Uh, don't be an idiot and forge it like me. It's, it's 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 like it's like hitting a brick, you know. <laughs> Forge is okay, but it is stiff as hell. <laughs> um, it's actually for stainless, reasonably easy to work with. It's it's not too bad to heat treat. Um, you know, it hasn't really worked much on me. I think I had one that that moved a little bit. Uh, I was able to straighten it in temper, and it wasn't wasn't bad. Honestly, ABL gives me way more balls trying to get it heat treating straight than than this stuff did. Hmm. One of the oh, things, Craig, that I, I to, pardon me, sorry, a little deeper. It does seem to decarb a little deeper, but not much. Um, I was just going to say that um, I'm very impressed with. I was going through Damas Steel's videos today on their website, and they have really good details on how to etch. There's a lot of like safety and how to etch properly. I really thought they mm -hmm. were helpful because I didn't realize. I know I talked to Fingal about using muriatic mm -hmm. acid, but there was one about, you know, getting different colors out of, you know, getting it darker by yeah. doing a secondary etch with like uh ferric after the, the muriatic, you use a little bit of ferric chloride and, and vinegar. Yeah. They, they're very good about like giving you as that's, much information as possible. Dude. I was yeah. surprised. Yeah. And it's been interesting to see like what kind of range and kind of color and texture you can get depending on what etching you use. Um, which is much more so than I think with carbon steel Damascus. Mm. You, know, you kind of are stuck with black and gray with that. This you can kind of, if you polish it really, really well and then etch, um, I believe it's in uh, uh, muriatic, it'll just go like hazed. It'll be a really bright pattern, but it's like really polished still, which you can't really get away with in, in ferric with, with um, carbon steels in the same way. It, it's a, I mean, the one I've been doing is I've been doing like 50 or 20 minutes in muriatic um, from like 1500 grit. And then into, um, I take it out from that, I back sand at 2000, and then I go into uh, vinegar uh, ferric mix. And that gives me a nice dark background with, it's very stable, which I was surprised at how stable the back the black is. Other stainless Damascus that I've used, the black has not been nearly as stable as this one. One of the things they were saying is after you pull it out of the ferric vinegar, you immediately wipe it down, uh, spray it down with WD-40 and leave it alone for an overnight. And that's what kind of helps hold the, the dark color. But that was kind of interesting. Yeah, I, I haven't noticed that necessarily needing to be done. Um, I kind of did the ferric vinegar, pull it out. I shoot it down with um, Windex to, and kind of give it a dip in um the muddy, actually, some muddy water that Mareko left in the shop it's still there. That was uh, uh, just baking soda water. <laughs> it's kind of been added to a few times, but it's the same one <laughs> you're you mixed welcome. Up. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, <laughs> I've got a tip for you. Well, yeah, I give it a shake off in that, and then I 
I spray it down with with Windex and then uh, oil it, and it seems to be fine. Cool. I've got I've got What's a tip that? for you, Matt, as well. A Dharma Steel tip. Um, mm-hmm. Next time you buy Dharma Steel, use the code Knife Talk Ten, and you're going to get ten percent off your order. <laughs> Don't tell the world. Um, this tip. is a secret. Nobody else is listening. It's fine. We're, we're good. <laughs> Knife Talk 10, and you will get 10% off your order at Dharma Steel if you have an account with yeah, Dharma Steel. Yeah, it's a big steal. This stuff is not, this stuff is not inexpensive, so that's no. a big deal, 10% off. <laughs> yeah. 10% yeah. off is a huge deal. 10% off is a <laughs> giant deal for, for with the, if you can get the Dharma Steel. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think I bought one bar, and it was like 800 and 900 bucks or something. Yeah. We're like, oh, <laughs> uh, you know, that's, so, another, that's probably one of the reasons I, I forge it because I'm cheap. <laughs> get more out of it. <laughs> can yeah. get more knives out of the same bar. Yeah. <laughs> What's the favorite knife that you exhibit in today? Have you got a favorite? Um, actually, the Nikiri, I think, is my favorite. Mm. I, I really like this one. Um, it just it just came out with really clean lines. Um, you know, it, it it was it made the knife that was in my head, which doesn't always happen. Yeah. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm um, going to give you the, the... 15 seconds. We're coming down in time each time. 15 seconds uh, to to sell yourself because there's a vote going on. And, you know, you can win a, you can win a prize and the people voting can win a prize as well oh, for, yeah? for the best knife in show. I'm horrible at this. Don't make me do this. Come, come this on, sell yourself. This I is the platform. This. this is the platform. Oh, the number one knife podcast in the on, world. Not... This is the platform. Yeah. No. Why should people vote for you? Because I'm pathetic, I don't know. Like, <laughs> that's a good reason. That's a good reason. It's a good reason. <laughs> I'm uh, a, I'm a sad, chubby guy. Uh, vote, vote for me. I have a good beard. Um, <laughs> I have really awesome long hair, um, and I make awesome knives. There we go. That's that? a great reason. There we go. We're going to be impartial. Was that 15 seconds. I don't even know. We're going to be impartial, but I think you probably will have the best beard on show today. I don't okay. you have no okay. idea? Well, that's, you that's have no good. idea. You know, I, I there could be some. There could be the... some, you know, real good ones coming up. You never know. <laughs> cool. That's right. Good. Thanks, Matt. Hopefully, we'll speak again on the show at some point. Um, have a good show, and yeah, everybody. Definitely. If you're interested in Matt's knives, um, if you go to the knives page, there'll be a link there, and you can buy them directly from Matt. Yeah, Matt's yeah, great. I'm popping back over in my booth. So, so give, him you guys. give him hell, guys. Bye bye. Give him hell. Cool. This is working really well. Can I try? Oh. Can I try something a second? Because um, go ahead. It, it says to me, if I double click on one of you, you'll go full screen and you'll take over. So let me just try it. I'm going to click on Morocco and it's just Jeff. Do you see Morocco full screen, or is it just me? No. Okay. Just you. It's just me. Okay. No worries. No worries. Okay. Where were we? We were talking about um, work that inspires you the most and whose work inspires you the most. Um, Morocco, we had you, Jeff. I mean, I said, I mean, it's just hard to be, I mean, it's just, I, I, I come at it from a different point of view. Like, you know, I, I have so many people that I'm inspired by, but it's like, I like certain attitudes and Nick Conger's attitude is like kind of more in regards to what I want to do. So yeah. I think that, um, I mean, I would say he's my, his attitude and his execution and everything like that is pretty much, um, I would say that I would say Nick. Yeah. It's okay. hard to beat for me. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool, cool. Shall we try something a little bit different? Um, go ahead. Uh-oh. Because we've got there video today, and we don't normally have video. So I thought, let's try um, something. God, it's cold on my shop. <laughs> so bear with me. This may not work. So we've done quizzes before, but this time it's with video. Oh, my 
<laughs> if you're listening to this, there's a screen and Craig has, it says millionaire special edition. And he's about to play. I think who wants to be a millionaire? Is it backwards by any chance? No, it is not backwards. Oh, it is for me. Okay. Okay. So we're going to do a quiz, right? It's five questions each. That's all. Okay. They're difficult, but you have two lifelines. So we could phone a friend live on the show. Maybe they could help you out. Or you can ask the audience or those in the chat room. So those in the chat room, if you know the answer, don't just put it down unless they specifically asked for help from the audience. After we play, maybe we should have first person to answer the question in the chat comes on the show. Good. Good. Well, we I've got something planned for that. I've got oh, okay. All right. Sorry. That. Sorry. Okay. I'll leave you alone. Okay. I, I know that was a you know what you should you do. I apologize. Do. <laughs> so um, Mark LeBlanc has <laughs> just um, messaged us on Knife Talk saying he's loving the show. So it's good. We've got people listening on um, Instagram in us as well, which is cool. Who would like to go first? Jeff or Moreco for five questions. After you, sir. After you, please. Okay. Mareko, are you ready? First loser, here he comes. First one is pretty simple. The first one is... Which of these phrases is a common way of saying, I can't take it anymore? That's the last stick. That's the last leaf. That's the last straw. Or, I'm moving to Canada. (laughs) That's a hard one. It could be D, it could be C. I'm going to say, though, that you're looking for C. C. Correct. One out of one. All good. Right. That's the last they get they get progressively harder. Okay. So the next one. <sighs> Nervous. What is the name of the character played by Daisy Ridley in Star Wars: The Rise of Skywalker? Is mm. it Do, Ray, Me, or Far? <laughs> B, Ray. Correct. <laughs> Getting through these very quickly. Okay. Now we're getting into, you know, really difficult territory now. Remember, you've got two lifelines. There's only five questions. Right. Lifelines are call somebody live on the show or ask the audience. Question okay. three. In, I think it's Hokusai's print, The Great Wave, which mountain is depicted in the background? You know that beautiful one with the blue and white? It's very sort of Japanese-y. Um, <laughs> is it Mount... <laughs> Am that's I? How you, that's how, it's quite Japanese. Japanese. That's, uh, that's, that's, that's my art oh. talk. I do, you know. Mount, is it A, Mount Emai or Am I? Uh, is it Mount Kailash? Is it Mount Fuji? Or is it Mount Sinai? C, Mount Fuji. Correct. Wow. You've got two questions left and you've got two lifelines left. How much money does he make already? Is he up to like a certain amount of money yet? No money. Oh, what? I thought maybe there was like, you know. There's just five questions, basically. Oh. Um, (laughs) So now they're getting difficult. Question number four. The liqueur creme de cassis is made from which fruit? Is it apples, pears, blackcurrants, or gooseberries? Remember, you've got a phone a friend, and you also have an ask the audience. Oh, and it's and it's one and done, isn't it? Once you're done, you're out. If it's wrong, you're out. <sighs> if you get it wrong, you're out. Okay, I'm gonna phone a friend then. Ooh. Are we doing this through Instagram? Yes. Let's we'll see if this works. Okay. Who would you like to call? I'm looking for his name is Sh- Sh- Shilpi. His uh, handle is Sedge 
brews. Don't look at the chat. Don't look at these. What are these people doing spoiling it in the chat? See, this this is the reason why, Justin, this is the reason why you get the hook. When when he has you on the goddamn show, Justin, this is why you get the hook. To be fair, I was already leaning towards that. It's fine. We're going to call a friend and see what they say. Justin, what is the handle, Mareko? It's Sedge Brews. S-E-D-G-E-B-R-E-W-S. So how's this? Got if it, if it goes it. to him, now I, it's all up. It's in his hands. If he gets it right, fine. We move on. If he gets it wrong, I'm done. We're making fine. a call. We're making the call. So it's Shilpi. I like Shilpi's your. His name, I like yeah. your blind faith. What if he doesn't answer? If he doesn't, answer. I didn't prompt him. <laughs> You're out. You can <laughs> <afraid. laughs> It's I'm ringing. Shit out of luck. It's all ringing. Right. Shh. Now, don't give him anything away. We should have called Jason Knight. Shilpi. What's up? Shilpi, can you hear me? I can. It's, oh, shit. it's Craig Lockwood here from Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. We've got your friend Mareko <laughs> with us live in the studio, and he's stuck All on right. a question. Um, and he's asked Let's you you to help him out. I'm going to give you 30 seconds, and that will start now. Okay. The liqueur creme de cassis is made from which fruit? Is it A, apples, B, pears, C, blackcurrant, or D, gooseberries? Blackcurrant. Is that your final Island. answer? Yes, indeed. Good job. Good, Good job. job. Good job. Thank Shelby. you. Thank Good you job. for helping Stay out. Thank you. Bye for now. <laughs> Good That's job. It, and he's gone. Wow. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was, that was You did a great job on that tense. one, Craig. This is Nailed tense. It. So if, if you're be, listening to this, by the, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, if you're listening to this in from the from the future. <laughs> there's uh where the three of us can see each other craig has got like he always does he got his fingers on the buttons and his dick on the space bar we got a live chat <laughs> and he's calling people from instagram i salute you and i give you a golf clap this is so far so yeah. great so this is the final question this is the million dollar question um okay. and you have an ask the audience so audience the, oh, people right. in the chat don't give any answers okay. out yet let's build let's build a little bit of tension Number five. Who wrote the opera The Thieving Magpie? Oof, Is it A. Rossini, B. Verdi, C. Donizetti, or D. Puccini? May I just ask a question? How does it go in five questions from like a ridiculously easy one to an impossible <laughs> one? That, it's like exponential growth and impossibility. Wait, wait and see your questions. Let's see. Hey, Justin Lemu, what do you think now, Justin? What's your answer now, Justin? <laughs> God damn it. Okay, I'm going to go with the audience. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to need some Justin, help from the audience. Put Justin on the spot. Chat. He's got all the answers. Chat, let us know. They're all Googling. Let, let's face it. They're all sitting yeah, at home. They're, they're all Googling. Googling. There's A, C, B. Everyone's Rossini. Right. Everyone's I'm going to go Rossini. <laughs> <laughs> Five out of five. Damn! Oh, Listen, who gave you the Scott Gregan? Scott Gregan with the big help. That here he is. Yeah. I'll keep. I'll keep. Oh, everybody knew it. There we go. Everybody. Everybody knew it. He's because because they're all googling it. <laughs> also, I would. I just want to give a quick shout out to Shilpi. Thank you, Shilpi. He is the head brewer at Logston Brewery, and he is a very smart guy. And I knew he would know that answer. And so I'm thank I thank you so much, Shilpi. You're the man. Five out of five for Morocco. Shall we go straight to Jeff or should we keep that for later in the show? 
I, you know what? Why don't we keep it? Because I thought I saw one of our one of the guests, uh, John Phillips, might be around. Let's have a look. John, are you are you still here? Because you're in the show. John's a great dude. John, if you're in, make a request to be in the show, and uh, let's have a chat. Let's see some of your knives. Yeah, you can, you can get me later. Who wants to be a millionaire? <laughs> Five out of Jeff, you're up against it here. Oh, I'm done. It's over. It's over. <laughs> I last one. You can just forget it. You I, might I mean, want to start prepping some of your friends ready for a phone oh, call. Oh, I'm not prepping. You know, I'm gonna, here's the audience is right now. Googling all the answers for him. I'm not googling shit. I'm going to tell you right now. My phone a friend will be, and I have not asked. You have you. I'm going to give you the choice. You can cold call Nick Wheeler, or you can cold call Jason Knight. I didn't ask either one of them. They have no idea. That might be funny. That might be funny. We should, that will be my phone a friend. We shall give it Nick a go. Wheeler is the first call. Okay, we should give it a go. Okay, now what we'll do, we'll take a question from Instagram that we've had. um, And this is from Sasha Rosenfeld. Um, A question for everybody. So people in the chat, if if you've got an answer to these questions, please let us know because we don't know everything and it's it's good to, you know, have lots of answers to things. Um, Question for everyone, but especially Morocco. um, (laughs) Have you experienced any staining on the 15N20 of your Damascus after a coffee etch? I've been pulling my knives from the coffee, rinsing in tap water, putting it in the neutralizer, then air drying. But I keep ending up with a very resistant yellow stain. That's what she said. On the 15N20. That's an outrage. Any ideas? That's an outrage. So this is basically the third time we've broached this subject. Uh, <laughs> this is this, the staining we were talking about earlier on the 15N20. Um, and I, I would say we basically covered that with Nico. Um, he did a really good job explain how he does it using the uh, yellow sunshine cloths, the jewelry like polishing cloths. Um, I bought a 20 pack of those things for like 10 bucks off Amazon. Oh, wow. So that's so, you so, so they're impregnated with some, like a, a very like, yeah. Yeah. Is it? yeah, yeah it's super fine polishing. Yeah. And they're, uh, they're, so they're a super soft polishing cloth with an ultra fine uh, abrasive in them. Nice. And, and if you gently just kind of with just one finger and maybe a couple light fingers and gently rub it around, it'll help pull that off. <laughs> You're so, killing me. You're killing me. For that's, that's the Roy Scott move. That's what you can do. This is the Roy Scott does. <laughs> little finger on the gotcha. Do we have any other exhibitors in the room? that would like to chat with us if so just, right. just just say yes in the in the aiden aiden you're already there okay oh, yeah. aiden we were, we had you and then you'd left <laughs> let's try let's try you couldn't wait around right. forever Fine. aiden's the man john for hey, a second aiden's here there he is he's got no. a neon in his shop look at that that that's high level stuff yeah it's i need something to blind people instead of looking at me <laughs> this is <laughs> So, so how yeah, are you? You're in complete darkness there. Like, yeah, yeah, I like it better in the dark. It's better. <laughs> it's better for everybody. I'm not. The problem is, is like, I'm just. This is the most. I had a real problem yesterday being in a chair when it was bright, and now I feel like I'm in this very protective cocoon. It's a. It's a problem. It's a it's, problem you, later you, in life. You've swaddled yourself. That's yeah, I've gotten to the point now where it's just like, this Jeep's got to last for a long time now because, <laughs> you know, it'll be like dead in this area if I'm going to keep going. So how are you, Aiden? I'm good. This is, it's been really nice. I've been, I've been trying to like, whenever I had no one in my stores, like I'll go over and listen to you guys for a little bit. Uh, it's good. You guys are like, I don't think 
people, I, you know, if you haven't heard enough, you guys like the company that, you know, for, for most knife makers. Knife making is a really solitary thing. And so, you know, having three, you know, dudes just chat in your ear the whole time actually kind of takes away from a lot of that. So, you know, thanks from myself as a knife maker and, you know, for what you guys do. It's great. We're, we're boring and monotonous. So you get through lots yeah. of work. Well, I know what you mean. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. So what are you um, exhibiting today? How many knives have you got up? Uh, I've got three knives. One of them's already sold. Um, Congratulations. And thank you. Uh, so I'll show the other ones. Um, uh, so it's a K-Tip Kyoto with um, uh, a G10 uh, keyhole bolster keyhole, yeah. uh, and another pearl inlay. Wow. And then nice. uh, that's pressure fit. Uh, so this is a kind of good one. This might work for Morocco as well. Uh, I've started uh, lining my sires with ultra suede so ultra suede is a japanese um synthetic material uh and it doesn't peel it doesn't fray and it doesn't stain uh and it's really 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 soft um and and because it's ultra ultra thin you know you can really play around with getting a perfect kind of pressure fit nice um the logo the the logo you've got on the sire how, how have you done that yeah uh, so this was CNC cut in, and then I lasered out some of the uh, the mother of pearl and inlaid in that, and then cast wow. over that with resin. Beautiful. So um, Eden runs Cutthroat Knives in Cutthroat uh, Australia. Uh, he's got a really very great style. And it's interesting, uh, Craig, that you say that because he, I think. You used to use a spray paint stencil on your size. Am I wrong? Uh, I do. I still do on like my normal. This is like custom work. Hmm, uh, right. On my normal ones, I still 100% use spray paint. Uh, over I love that. Like a stencil. Um, it was, you know, gratuitously stolen off my wine stock, that spray painted sire design. Uh, and then I decided to, to put my logo on there as well. So I didn't feel like I was a complete <laughs> ripoff. <laughs> Uh, it's just yeah like knife making is like 90 percent, you know just feeling like you've stolen everybody else's work and then 10 percent originality yes um, we chatted about yeah. that on yesterday's show we were talking about it and um i've sort of purposely stopped following knife makers now and more sort of following chefs people who would use the knife because <laughs> it's so easy to be yeah it's, it's, it's nice to be inspired but as we've talked about already again today there's only so many things you can do with something sharp and pointy and it's, it's difficult not to feel as if you're copying, like you said. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a difficult one. But also, none of us invented the knife. Like, you know, none of us invented Jeff the did. knife. Jeff's no old. Jeff's proper old. He might have. Like, yeah, like it's, we're all putting our, our interpretation yeah. on this craft. Um, and, and it is. It's a very derivative craft. We can't escape that. Mm. Um, there are a handful of people that I would consider doing really interesting forward-leaning work. Um, you know, I don't do that much Damascus purely because you're like, it is, I would feel like what I would be doing is derivative. Mm. You know, it would be so hard for me to go, okay, I'm going to do this without going, cool, I'm going to sit down and make one of Mareko's pieces. Yeah. You know, I've got some stuff that I'm working on, but that's, you know, it's a while away because you go, how do I do this and put my interpretation on this where I don't feel like I'm just copying other people's work? Um, 
on that note, I will show you the other one because it's this is a little bit kind of crazy and weird. So this is um, uh, the Kraken, which is the other knife that I've got. So this is a, a resin cast handle, and that's cast directly onto the knife itself. Oh, and so you oh. can see uh, the tang itself has been laser engraved because uh, you're casting directly on there. And I really love the idea of playing around with the tang being just as much of a feature of the knife as the rest of it. Wow. Uh, and then this tie is made of uh, fake ivory that's been scrimshaw engraved. Um, uh, and the blade has also been laser engraved. Nice. Very, I, I got to tell you, I, I love, love how it's coming from the bolster as well, that the engraving, that's really mm. nice. Thank you. That to me is one of the hardest things because I don't, when I use any kind of hybrid material, I don't want the tang to be visible through the, you know, so yeah. to make, to make the tang part of the view and to put something on there. So it's, so the viewer has to see the tang and it's meant to be seen. That's a really, really, really smart move. Mm. Great decision. It's, yeah. And I like, I think it's only just beginning as soon as like, I got a really large pressure pot. So 40 liter, when you feel that thing, it like, that's like a bomb sitting right next to you. It is terrifying when that gets to 40 PSI. Like my heart races every time. <laughs> You're like, cool, if, if this, if the seals break on this, I'm dead straight away. Um, but you can build, you can build um, the mold around it. I'll go grab one of my knives where it, it, it kind of makes more sense. Yeah. Uh, so basically what he's saying is he's, he's the pressure pots fit to your, you know, it's for paint. It's the whole knife. So this is the mold that's been built gotcha. around that. Yeah. And then I can fill this up with resin. Oh, and then so you cool. carve away from the whole thing. Um, and you can also, with this one, it's got floating pins. And so those pins are, sh- are shaped as well. Hmm. Um, look, you know, there, there are some challenges around it. You need to vacuum the resin before you pressurize it just to get out all the air bubbles. Otherwise, you're going to have air bubbles around those pins. Yeah. Um, but this opens it up to going... You know, I've been wanting to do a uh, uh, an integral bolster where the the tang is is a flower, where you, you forge a rose out of the tang and then cast wow. that in resin. Um, That's really unique. That, that kind yeah. of stuff I've never seen before. That's really unique. That's a great and idea. It's, yeah, that's awesome. I love that. I love the idea of the intention of, the, you know, being able to see through this translucent material and whatever is you see is meant to be seen, not like kind yeah. of like an afterthought. I love that. Thank you. Um, but yeah, that's, you know, those are my random bullshit. Nice. <laughs> you know. I got a question based on yeah. just on this Steel Invitational. Yeah. When you leave your t- booth... Is your booth unmanned? It is unmanned. I've just left a message saying I'll be back. Okay. Uh, it's also, like, this is brutal, guys. Like sitting here by myself for three hours at, from 5 a.m., hmm. uh, having to talk often to no one because you've got to be like talking until somebody comes into the booth. You're like, this really? is ah, wow. horrendous. Um, <laughs> We address this in some prior parts, but eight in this call. This is a good question for we got yeah Theodore. This is a question from Theodore Zhang. You've addressed this in some ways in prior podcasts, but Aiden's comments sparked this, this thoughtful question: Would any of you ever create a knife that really couldn't be used for its intended purpose, cooking or forge, pun intended, in a new postmodern style? I read that thinking I knew what he was saying. No, I didn't go to art school. <laughs> I, 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 I don't know, know what that means. 
Yeah, like something sorry, non-functional. Like something non-functional. If we get in the chat, if you're listening to this and you know what we're talking about, we get a chat, we have a chat box. And some people say, like, we just got Josh Prince said, hey, y'all, Fingal Ferguson's in the house. Everyone says one little thing here. And if you write, like, a paragraph, all of a sudden, in my mind, it's important. So I guess, Theodore, <laughs> I'm sorry, man. I, I guess I don't understand. A knife that couldn't be used but is artful or crazy looking. Oh, okay. So then you're – so basically you're saying, would you ever consider making a sculpture? So the art, the, the knife could never be used, but it it would be – it's an art piece. You'd, you'd make yeah. it, but it would never be used. And I like, actually have thought about that because I was going to do something for an art show where I was going to pierce a hole in the middle of a knife and I was going to make, I was going to turn it in on itself, but f- figure out a way to finish the whole thing. So it was like a giant, like uh, going into itself and it wouldn't be able to be used, but it would be, uh, you know, a fully functional knife that would be impossible to use. I did think I've thought about doing that. Keep going. Yeah, Jeff. Done, I'm, I'm just stealing that idea, Jeff. Keep going. Keep yeah, going. Go ahead. Go ahead. Where it's, I, you should be writing oh, down Aiden's idea because that's the, that's the kind of move I could see you doing. And then you put it on your laser. Just do it really quick. It's, I've had the idea of doing an art show. So a lot of knives in Australia are illegal. You can't have trench knives. You can't have uh, uh, bow songs. And I wanted to produce a whole bunch of illegal weapons and then freeze them in blocks of ice and then have them at an art show where you entering changes the temperature of that room. And so you entering makes you complicit in those knives being released from the ice. I love it. Wow. Uh, I love it. And that's like there's intention in that. That is art. That's for the purpose of art. I, 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 Weirdly, I like whenever Jeff talks about art, I'm like, oh, yeah, like that's my jam. Uh, while you guys are like, shut up, Jeff, just stop talking about art. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, like that's, uh, like I love, I try to, I try to keep that intention within these kind of things. Aiden, don't encourage him. Do not encourage yeah, him. I just like that idea. I like, I like the fact that you're thinking about, you know, that's the thing. I mean, talk about art. That's what you, when you're talking about what you're making, and I think it could be described for knife makers too, is you have to think about the, the viewer and how the viewer is going to react. And I, I love that idea. I love that idea very much. Yeah. I didn't talk that. I didn't talk that much about art. Come on, man. No, you don't. You really don't. You 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 contain yourself. In the beginning, you also like. I miss angry beefy Jeff. Like who just I, now it's angry back. Craig. He puts <laughs> a few pops in. He can give you the hook. <laughs> Oh, anyway, anyway, Aiden, we're going to do the same as we've done with everybody else. There's no, a... no, keep me on, play me out. No, um, we're, we're, I'm not playing anybody out today. Not playing anybody out. Um, 15 seconds to sell yourself because th- there's a vote going on for the best knife in show. I have to take um, off my clothes. Um, well, <laughs> if you like. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> No, sell your knives. Let's get some votes in for Aiden. Uh, why should people vote for you? Um, because there's a prize in it for them. There's a prize in it for you. Yeah. What, what's so special about your knives? Um, look, I think I think with what I do, it's uh, it's about creating memories and creating uh, uh, an emotional anchor. So if that's my knives, if you see the the Kraken or if you see the the KTP Kyoto, and that evokes something emotional in you, that's the thing that you're going to take care of. That's the thing that you're going to pass down from one generation to the next. Um, so hopefully that's the right thing for you guys. You know, Aiden, not very good. Where can very people good. find you, Aiden? On what website? Um, what Instagram? Yeah, what, what's all your handles? Yeah, so it's cutthroatknives.com.au or at Cutthroat Australia on Instagram. Um, thanks so much for for doing all of this and being here. It's been great chatting to you guys. Uh, I'll look forward to listening to my own rambling 
you know, tomorrow <laughs> when I'm back in the <laughs> It was great to speak to you, and hopefully we maybe even get you on the show one day. That would be great. That would be lovely. Cheers. And thank you for the G10 you sent me. That was very thoughtful. Thank yeah, you very no much. Worries. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Rewind, rewind. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You sent me a box of G10. <laughs> there's there's three hosts of this of this podcast, Jeff. <laughs> you, you don't use G10. You. You, you. you, don't, you don't use G10. <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll give you stuff. This is the thing. I actually contacted you a few years ago because my, my oh, sister oh, and my uh, <laughs> parents-in-law had a house near where you live. And I was like, hey, I'm, I'm going to be there. Really? Uh, but you were busy. That was right when you like suddenly got yeah. very, very busy. Yeah. And so I was like, okay. I'm not going to take this. Trust me. I've had oh, a few okay. messages from people who are going to be near me. I've been very busy too as soon as they <laughs> mentioned when they want to stop by. <laughs> <laughs> nice one, Aiden. Speak to you soon. Hey, Thank you. Bye bye. Awesome. Uh, it's that thing when somebody says, "Well, I contacted you," and <laughs> you speak, "Oh, fuck, <laughs> what did I do?" <laughs> oh I man, I uh, I love what he's doing. All that you know, really different oh, dude, stuff, that's... and that sort of casting and being able to see the internals of the knife—that's really cool. But you yeah. know, these pressure but these pressure pots are really like you can get involved in them. And it's it is very dangerous, but there are all these YouTube videos on how to use them, and I always think to myself, man, these YouTube videos are t- t- telling people how to make bombs. You know, yeah. it's just kind of crazy. Uh, yeah, Josh Prince is here. Should we get him in? Definitely. And Fingle too. We saw you, Fingle. We'll get you too. Yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there. This has been a lot of fun. It's there been he great. Is. It's, yeah. Well, we got two. Let, let me kick, oh. let me kick one out. There <laughs> That's we go. Unbelievable. There Josh. he is. You're muted, Josh. No, but just, is that me? Am I doing that? No, J- Josh, you're muted. You're muted, Josh. Josh is talking. You're muted. You press the mute button. There we go. Nope. Still <laughs> He's still you. muted. We can't hear you. <laughs> uh, this is our first technical difficulty of the day. We'll try again in a sec, Josh. You, Josh, you, you, you sort yourself out. We'll try again in a second. Can't hear you at okay. all, Josh. Okay, I, that's I, that. Sorry, go on, Jeff. I was going to say that it's it's. We love Josh. Josh is one of the most innovative dudes around. But we had this problem with him last time he came on the podcast too. <laughs> so this is not a big surprise. See if Fingle, see if Fingles around. Let's have a look. Do, 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 do. No, he, he's he's declined us. I think. Ah. <laughs> Okay, no worry. We got we got lots and lots of questions from Instagram as well. But maybe this is a good time for Jeff to sit in the hot seat. What do we think? Yes. Okay. Okay. Bear with me. A lot goes into this. Okay. Mm-hmm. Jeff, are you ready? All the time. <laughs> All the time. And I'll take my phone, put it there. I don't know why this music makes me want to dance like a goofball. <laughs> okay, my Jeff. Hands, my phone's out of my hands. You can see I don't have my phone in my hands. You know hands. the rules. Anybody yes. in the chat, please don't give any answers unless yeah. you specifically asked the audience. Right. Five questions. Go ahead. Two lifelines, <laughs> phone a friend, and ask the audience. Okay. Question number one. And these get progressively harder. Okay. A controversial situation, which is awkward to deal with, is often referred to as a hot what Hot leek, hot onion, hot potato, or hot tomato? Let's say C, hot potato. You say C, you say potato, I say potato. Correct. One out of one. 
hot leak is something completely different. It is. You need to see when a doctor you're... if you've got a hot leak. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's <laughs> Number two. In the Transformers film franchise, who is the leader of the Decepticons? Is it oh, it's... Megaphone? Is it Megabyte? Is it Megatron? Or is it Megabus? I wish it was Megaphone because I would love to talk about how mad I am about Megaphone, <laughs> but it's not Megaphone, it's Megatron. Megatron. It's Megatron. Correct. Two out of two, which means you still got two lifelines left yeah. with three questions to go. Number three. In the Bible, which land is said to be east of Eden? Is it A, Nineveh? Is it B, Nod? Is it C, Nazareth? Or is it D, Nimrod? It's definitely not both of these, right? <laughs> it's definitely not both of these, no. No. <laughs> I don't have any idea. Should I do it? Should we do a phone a friend or should we ask the audience? Ooh, what, well, what do you, have you got any friends particularly into the Bible? I don't have any friends. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly I've, no God worshiping friends. We can ask Stelter. We no. call Stelter up. Do you think? Call Stelter. Let's try. Let's Will try. Will Stelter, he, he knows all about it. So and if he are... doesn't, if he doesn't, that would even be better. You are using a phone a friend, and you're calling Will Stelter. Let I don't, and I don't, and he, I didn't tell him, so he has no idea for calling if he picks up. Let's see if he's going to pick. But up. if he doesn't know this, okay, it's ringing. It's ringing. Ooh, the tension. Can you imagine if he picks up? I swear to God, I hope he picks up. I've got a special button here that says tension, and when I click it, this happens. Will didn't join. I'm going to try one more time. If not, adios. Oh, boy. I mean, he's the guy to ask, right? I'd imagine so. I would imagine so. No, he's declining us. (sighs) Well, Will, if if you're hearing this for the last time, you're no help to me. You're no help to me at all. I guess I'll ask the uh, the audience. Yes. Audience, what do you think? In the Bible, which land is said to be east of Eden? Wiley says Nod. I'm going to go with Wiley. He was fast on the trigger. Wiley. Let's go with B. B, Nod. You are correct. Well nice, done, Wiley. Wiley. Wiley, um... Wiley, I appreciate you because Stelter let me down. Stelter <laughs> let me down, but Wiley kept me in the game. Thank well, you, you know, Wiley. You, you can keep your phone a friend. We didn't get through. So if you're stuck on the next two, you still got a phone a friend. Let's Peace see, let's to see you, that. Wiley. Wiley, I appreciate you, Wiley. This is where it's getting more and more difficult. Are you ready? Right. Number four. Okay. Okay. Which city has the most Michelin stars? Ooh. Is it A, Paris, B, New York, C, London, or D, Tokyo. People in the audience, in the chat, please uh, don't Jeez, shout out this if is you a, know. This is, a, this is a much harder question than where does creme de cassis come from, P.S.? Maybe. You know? Maybe, but this is right. I'm going to try to... I'm going to try to... I'm going to try to... My gut says Paris, but I, I'm not 100% sure. Um, yeah, don't, guessing... Guys in the chat room <laughs> guessing Tokyo doesn't help me at all. Thank you. I've already had one from the chat room. People in the chat, let's not give any answers away. So should I? Should you think I should call a friend, or a friend? am I done with that? Or call a friend? Or should if go you like. I, Who are you I'm calling? I'm done with it, right? Who are you going to call? I'd call Tony, but he doesn't do Instagram anymore. I got to uh, figure something out. Um, call Charlie. <laughs> Charlie doesn't know. I don't. I got to tell you, I don't think Charlie knows. Where's 
where's the uh, where's our guy uh tyler florence when we need him oh yeah um i don't think we have time for this i'm gonna go with a paris you're gonna go with a paris um and wiley helped me before is at rook bladeworks wiley gets a follow wiley gets a follow for helping me out so there were five questions Mareko had all five this is your fourth question yeah. and and you're going with a paris yes Okay, well, Paris has 123 Michelin stars as a city. Wow. New York has 64. London has 66. Tokyo has 230 Michelin stars, more than double. The, the, Oscar, I should have listened to Oscar. I should have listened to Oscar. Oscar said guessing Tokyo. He was right. That's crazy to me. Why is that? I think it's just a much larger city, surely. That's probably what it is. So, um, Jeff, you're a loser. A big, I'm a loser. loser. However, (laughs) you got to question four. Mareko got to question five. Would anybody like to see question five? Just to see if they're going to get it. Why don't you do do for question five? Why don't you do fastest fingers in the the, the chat room? Jeff, shh. I've got one lined up for that. Sorry, oh, sorry, sorry. Spoil, spoil sorry. everything. Yeah. Congratulations, Mareko. You deserved it. Yeah, Mareko is the winner. But this is uh, this was Jeff, Jeff's, Jeff, Jeff's final question. Go ahead. Which of these is the southernmost state capital of mainland USA? I would Battle say... Battle Rouge, Tallahassee, Little Rock, and Phoenix. And there's a Can huge you... debate online about this. Because a lot of people are saying something that doesn't that isn't one of those options, um, but there's literally meters in it, so it's not. I would say it's. You want to say Tallahassee because it's part of Florida, but Tallahassee's pretty high up in Florida, I think. Maybe you go with Baton Rouge, but I know you. Got, you know what's going to happen? It's going to be Phoenix is going to be the under. You know the like the the spoiler. Where are you going? Where are you going? I'm going. You know what? I'm going dark course. I'm going Phoenix. Okay, the answer is Tallahassee, um, right, although it's very, it. very close to, um, apparently, to Austin. Suck at this. Austin, I lost Texas bad. is very close. I lost bad. Yes, you didn't I even, lost bad. didn't really get to that question even. Um, right, this one is just for the people in the chat. Jesus. This is a fastest fingers, fastest finger first. So um, there's a bunch of answers, and you need to give me the right combination of you know the letter. You know you know how this works. You've all seen who wants to be a millionaire before. Are we ready? Let's get a champion in the chat. On your marks, get set, go. Arrange these countries in order of their appearance in the di- dictionary from top to bottom: India, Bangladesh, USA, or Japan. Archie, you're wrong. Oh, Nobody's right. wrong. Nobody is right. They're all blowing their load way too quickly. <laughs> Wiley's only given us three. So, <laughs> Zach Camacho, we got to get him in at some point wait too. There, wait there, wait there. I've made a hell of a mistake here. I'm wrong. I'm wrong. Whoa, 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 whoa. I'm so happy. Um, <laughs> the answer. Is a bad mistake. The answer I've got is very wrong. Um, I guess not this. Um, (laughs) let me pull it back up and let's see if anybody can work let's work it out live together Uh, the answer is obviously uh, B A D C B A D C anybody have that was somebody had B A D C Zach Zach Camacho who happens to be 
one of the uh, presenters. He's perfect. Yeah, bring Zach in. Zach, where are you? Zach, give us a request to be on the show, and we'll um, we'll bring you straight in. Where is he? Uh, 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 is that him? There he is. He's gone his way. There he is. Zach. Going, Not only are you on, a Zach. who wants to be a millionaire winner, you're also exhibiting today. Yeah, yeah, my pleasure, guys. I had to get in there. I didn't do I didn't do the letters. I typed the whole thing out. I thought you wanted to be quick on the fingers there. <laughs> That's even better. That's even better. That looks like a good array of knives you've got behind you there, Zach. Thank you, Craig. Yeah, I, uh, I haven't done too much with damage steel before the Invitational, so it's been, I feel like a, just these past two months has been nothing but damage steel, so I'm pretty hyped with what I was able to throw together. Yeah, yeah, throw together. And, <laughs> how many knives are you exhibiting? I did 10 knives in total. Wow. And, uh, I was telling Fingal earlier, he's a bit of a madman. I, I thought I had a lot done, and then I was scrolling through voting, and he's got like 29 knives or whatever it is. So <laughs> <laughs> They look awesome. Have you got a favorite there? Uh, yeah, I've definitely. Um, this is my favorite of the batch here. It's a bit of an um, unorthodox style. It's kind of a, my take on a Nakiri, but it's got a Tanto front, hmm. so it's ground it's got a sharp edge in the front as well as um two deep fullers on my 14 inch wheel there oh wow so cool. kind of a tanto s grind it's got bog oak for the handle meteorite for the bolster and i did my first uh wooden side which is also with bog oak and meteorite pin there so cool what, what dharma steel pattern couple is that? first for me and this is the uh balder so the pattern changes quite a bit once you get that that uh hollow in there so you don't see it as much as you don't see as much of those diamonds as you do in the other patterns but um nice nice. yeah that that right there is my favorite so zach where can people see more of your work whether it's instagram or your website what what, what's the uh what's the address definitely instagram Uh, i kind of post everything to instagram as it's finished as well as stories and stuff like that as i'm working on things but um all my knives i do list them onto my site camacho knives and leather.com so that's where the damage steel ones are. Um, they've got a password for the people at the show to get there first. So got that right there. That's the password to get in. And you'll be good to go. Cool. Cool. Um, have you had many in your booths today? Uh, not too many. I had a bit of a, a technical difficulty for the first hour. Um, my, stuff, my, my internet worked fine during the testing when it was just, you know, me and uh, Emily and Purr. But for the show, I, I didn't quite have the bandwidth. So for the first hour, I was kind of scrambling. Oh, um, Fortunately, uh, I've got a bar right next to my shop. So I went over and grabbed their Wi-Fi password. And I'm using their Wi-Fi right now. So nice. it looks nice. a little bit better than mine. But it's working you know, well it, now. <laughs> in, your, in your bio, it says that you were a bartender for quite a long time and then became a, a knife maker. Have you been doing this for a long time? or? Uh, no, I, kinda, I started. I made my first knife in 2016. I kind of been watching you guys since you came around it's kind of about the same time so um i fell in love with knife making so i wanted to quit my daytime job so i picked up bartending to be able to do that so for a while i i bartended at night made knives during the day and then when i had my son on the way i decided to go full time i figured you know either this is going to work or i got to find something else so um doing the bartending obviously i've got a lot of friends in the industry and that's kind of what I think dragged me towards culinary knives because in the beginning I was kind of just making everything, whatever people wanted to buy. 
Yeah. Um, but I've got, a, I've got a lot of chef friends now and he wanted my first chef knife and he, he's continuing to push me for more and they've just become very popular. So cool. Somebody in the chat has just pointed out actually, when you put up the password then to your store, um, it was mirrored. So it's, it's DCI 2021, isn't it? Well, cause I, I actually, I wrote it backwards because in my booth I could, it was mirroring it for me. So ah. I thought that looked right for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wrote that backwards. <laughs> cool. Cool. So. But you, you've got it there. That's awesome. Um, so how long have you been yeah. using Dharma Steel? Uh, just, I, I purchased a bar of my first bar of Dharma Steel. Um, I was kind of kicking myself right before last year's Black Friday sale, which was 25% off. So I bought, I bought a half a bar at, at full price and that was my first time. And, um, you know, the stars have kind of aligned because I ended up winning one of their bars, um, during the Christmas giveaway. And then when they accepted me to the DCI, I, I ended up buying three more bars. So, wow. um, pretty much this whole year has been damn steel for me. So I'm looking, you know, I'm hyped to have been finished with it. I'm looking forward to getting back to other projects. Cool. That's cool. awesome. Um, just so you know, you can get 10% off your next bars of Dharma Steel if you use Knife Talk 10. <laughs> there you go. There you go. That's just everybody in the chat as well. Knife Talk 10, you'll get 10% off. Finkel's here as well. We, we've got we've got a doubler. How are you guys doing? We're good. We're good. Jeff, Jeff, I thought you were supposed to be wearing a suit and and in all kinds of funky town sort of environment. Did you you, you got back in the truck? I tell you why. You didn't want to do it. We podcasted yesterday. Hi, Zach. Sorry, Zach. How are you doing? Hello, I podcasted yesterday, and I, and I just hated the echo. I hated everything about it. I was really kind of, like, down on it. And I thought I just would prefer it to sound better. So I'm back in the Jeep, and this is way better. I'm having a much better time. Yesterday yeah. was a disaster. So I am wearing a tuxedo, by the way. But no, um, no look, pants, look which gorgeous. we did confirm. You look gorgeous in here, darling. You look gorgeous in here, as always. <laughs> Hey Zach, how's how's everything going for you? I'm doing great, thanks, Fingal. A little bit I, of technical I, difficulties in the beginning, but enjoying myself now. My, I've still got adrenaline from the whole boot up in the beginning. You 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 kind of log in, and you, I couldn't actually find my booth. <laughs> but yeah. after that, you're trying to launch your website. You're trying to answer messages. You're trying to get into your position. And I had my sister here just to help, just in case. And it was still sort of like too many pieces of the puzzle to put together for somebody who's not a very good multitasker <laughs> but you know what the beautiful thing about this event is it's made me kind of want to see the equivalent of blade show or something like that you know there is something beautiful about having people in the place it's the closest thing you can get because i never really get on the plane to go to these events hmm. yeah. yeah and it makes you it makes you want to kind of you know, go to these events to actually kind of catch up. And I'm, I know you guys have probably been there before, but it's still to experience it once, I think, and, and actually meet people face to face and interact with them actually is a bond that sometimes I think is needed between knife makers. This, this is, this helps, but I'm sure face to face makes it even more wonderful. Yeah. 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 I'm honestly, um, I've been dying to get to blade show probably for six years before even starting knife, knife making. And every year something kind of comes up, you know, last year being COVID, I, I was, gung-ho last year and then COVID hit so unfortunately but I'm hopefully trying to make a trip kind of a last minute trip down this year I was able to get my first vac shot way sooner than I planned so I'm hoping to be able to make my first trip down there this year because I'm, I'm looking forward to the same as um, Craig, very Craig's, well. Craig's going to launch a version in France and we're all going to go and hang out with Craig <laughs> in France really really no, totally no it's already planned I've got all Ireland set up we're all we're all we're all on the way over we have um, have the Sam's Finkel and- <laughs> heard I had I have a bar and all of a sudden he's like oh there's going to be an event then surely and he's like, I don't think <laughs> 
An Irish man is not coming in my bar. No. Yeah, we used to always call it the booze cruise. Going to France was called the booze cruise because yeah. you could get onto the ferry and it was where you could buy cheap wine. And uh... <laughs> yeah, the wine it is was... still cheap, thankfully. I'm sorry for interrupting. It was brought to my attention that Craig, in a number of episodes ago, hung up on Fingal's daughter. And I wanted to know, Craig, on the podcast, you, you, you hung up on Fingal's daughter. And I want to know if you want to give a public apology now. Oh, no, 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 no. That was some beautiful work. I mean, she had it coming. She had it coming. Had it coming. I mean, I'd, I'd hang up on her a lot if I could. I'd choose to ignore her as much as possible. You know, he, he was doing what we were all thinking. Uh, I've been very well behaved tonight. There's no drinking going on. So there's, that we haven't had a single walk. walk oh, so it's a really boring yet, show, so is it? It's been quite boring, actually. Yeah, oh. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so it's Zach, not too late. It's not too late. I'm afraid to leave my chair because the gin and tonics are in the other room. <laughs> <laughs> Zach, we were talking about shows. Um, do you do any local shows or anything like that at all? Or is this like the, uh, your first sort of big show? How, how are you promoting uh, your yeah, work? This is my first uh, uh, night show I've ever done. I haven't done too many local shows. Um, my shop does kind of have, I mean, I do have a brick and mortar location in the downtown. And I did have a retail showroom in my old place, but I never opened up this one due to COVID. So I'm hoping mm. to kind of take a big dive back into the, you know, the public scene. I've got a lot of friends um, that have restaurants in the area and stuff. You know, Manchester is the biggest um, city in New Hampshire. So I'm right in downtown. I've got a pretty good food scene and um, I'm, I've got a lot of show, not shows, but uh, dinners plans. My friend's got a um, nomadic dinner company where he does pop-ups in certain places and, we did a knife maker's dinner in November where I bartended that and, and had a few knives and stuff available. And that was really well received. So oh, cool. we've got some more plans for this summer where um, I've got just like a nice little 75 pound anvil and, and a portable forge. So I'm planning on doing some dinner events where I'll forge a knife at the dinner and the people there will be able to enter, be entered into a raffle to get it. So I've got some exciting stuff coming up for the local this year. Oh, wow. Cool. That, yeah. That sounds a bit different as well. That sounds really good. I have a question. Do you guys get nervous that there's only like you have to go back to your booths? It's like there's a 38 minutes left. We're having a good time. And I'm afraid like you got like a thousand, couple thousand dollars worth of damage deal. Which, you, know, sitting oh, up there yeah. and I wonder, you got it a movie or what, what, how does it work? They say they want to get, they want you there and you can go back and you use get them, an email. But... You get an email if somebody's looking for you, but I think I was talking so much crap in mind that everybody left anyway. And luckily I've sold the knives. So it's just to kind of, uh, oh. I can go on cruising now. Oh. Fingal Ferguson sitting pretty. I, I am wearing PS. I am wearing my Fingal Ferguson t-shirt. Yay! Come on. Thank that's you. All. <laughs> that's all. Actually, that's all. That's it. That's yeah, it. Yeah. All you saucy mix. It's it. <laughs> listen. listen. Yeah. Zach, it would be unfair if we didn't do the same to you as we've done for everybody else. Um, first off, I need, to, I need to say, I awarded somebody earlier. Well, hang up on them. I, no, I awarded somebody a prize for the best beard of show. But I think you're the, you've got the best beard in show today, actually. So I'm going to take that oh, prize back and give that to you. <laughs> so not only you are oh, who wants to be a millionaire winner, you're also the best beard in show. Um, but the, the audience can vote for a best knife in show. Um, so we're going to give you 10 seconds. It's, the time is dwindling every time. Ten seconds to say why people should vote for your <laughs> knives and why you think you've got the best knife in show. Make it sexy. No pressure. No. Do I get a three, two, one? Is it go, no, go, go, go? Go for it. Go um, for I it. put a lot of work into these knives, and I think you guys should vote for mine because they're they're very shiny, and I put together some very unorthodox designs and incorporate some antique or ancient materials that I think make for quite the unique and the spoke chef knife so 
I appreciate it, guys. Cool. So anybody watching, interested in Zach's knives, go over to his page. He's got he's got a couple available. They're available now. Get in before anybody else does. Head over to Zach's booth. Cheers, Zach. We shall speak to you again soon. See you guys. Nice Cheers. one. He's <laughs> drinking from horn. the horn. Oh, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> they are stunning knives. They're truly really stunning. Yeah, they're very cool. Very cool. So you've had a good day, Vingle. It's what? Well, yeah. It, it 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 it's it's the adrenaline before and thinking that nothing's going to sell and mm. you know what's going on and then luckily you know so i am i am the other side of of the adrenaline now <laughs> and, and, and you've done this before haven't you so you're, you're a veteran for the uh, this is my second years. year yeah and i'm still making the exact same mistakes i made last year <laughs> <laughs> do you, you want to try to pull in quinton if we if we can i know the everyone i just feel like everyone's kind of Getting close to having to go back their booze. And... Yeah, let's bring in Quentin Middleton, and then we've got Salem right, Strong. I'll, I'll jump well. out. I'll jump out. Shall I? No, 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 no. Stick around. Stick around. Stick around. Stick around. You need to sell yourself in, in a minute. I know you've sold your knives. <laughs> you need to sell yourself. Um, and maybe yes, yes, this is this is going to be on the radio, so stripping will not help. Maybe apologise for the haircut too. We'll give you ten seconds. For oh, that, but okay? the, the, the worst. Yeah, exactly. This is this is <laughs> famously the worst hair in the world. <laughs> right. Let's bring Quentin in. If if he's around, let's have a look. This has worked incredibly well for us today. We're, we're really surprised. Bring in I'm stunned. video in. Yeah, it's, it's, it's... I actually did we just say, Quentin, hello. Quentin's here. There he is. <laughs> What's up, y'all? How y'all doing? Good. How are you? Tired. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is the, time the time zone things are all fantastic. We, we Do we have the four corners of the world covered now? Probably. Yeah. It's no, best time for me. I think we've got five time zones here in 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 this chat, which is which is crazy. We should get we should get ballet from the Philippines on, and th- this is the thing. D- d- you know, when you talk to somebody the other side of the planet, I remember you know when you talk to anybody from New Zealand, and you're you're half cut in the middle of the night, and you're cracking bad jokes, and you're talking to your mum back home <laughs> yeah, <laughs> over breakfast. breakfast <laughs> yeah. Humor humor is very different in <laughs> different times. Of the yes, day. yeah, yeah. So how's Nothing. the show gone for you, Quentin? Um, it's been, it's going good. I sold a couple knives. Um, it's slow, but I was hopping into everybody's booth trying to say, um, hi to everybody. I was following Fingal for the longest, trying to get in contact with him. I, actually, I was kind of, I called into your booth and you were out as well. So I think, yeah, the, the, we found each other here, which is the important part. This is the kitchen. <laughs> this is the cool part of the party, you know, like the kitchen. Yeah, 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 yeah. Is in the kitchen. This is the kitchen of the party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Quentin, I have a question for you because you've yeah. been to the, you've been to the Damasteel Chef Invitationals in person in Chicago. How do you see, besides the fact that this is virtual, how do you see it's diff- the difference um, between be, with the uh, buyers, with buyers who would buy your knives, you see, are you noticing a big difference in people. Oh yes, I'm noticing. Uh, I'm noticing a big difference because um, the interaction between people is way different than virtually. Um, you you can do your sales fuel uh, to people where you can kind of lure them in versus typing it and trying and hoping that they will buy something. So that's right. the the difference, the big difference between virtual and in person. Mm. I would think that because people are here to see specific people and because they're home, they're kind of targeting their, their, the knife makers, the specific knife makers they want to see. Like, I don't know if they're, I don't, I would be, I would think it'd be tough to find like a window shopper who's here at Damasteel. <laughs> it, it, it's easy to jump between the booths without being noticed and have a look around. But I think people probably do come here with a focus to look for something. And I mean, much of us, did you sell yours with an online element as in you used your home, your, your own website store to sell it, Quentin? 
Uh, yes, I have it on my my website. So there, the link that's on my booth goes straight to my website. So there are other knives yeah. on there that can um, hmm. purchase as well. But um, I've had some pre-sales yesterday, so a lot of it has been sold already. So the ones that I had left, um, they're getting picked up now. Yeah. Yeah, there is an interesting. I think there's a few people that I won't be, we won't be talking to or or sort of engaging with that probably went to the online store and, and purchased one without having. I mean, I did this shy, quiet people who don't really want to talk, know what they want, came in, got it, and, and kind of left. And and in some ways, I'm sorry, I think there's something nice about that as well. Mm. And as people that you very much want to engage with who aren't probably coming here to buy a knife maybe the customer of the future. And I think that actually is, is, is the fun part to engage with them as well. You know, I think that they're the, some of the best conversations maybe between fellow makers, future customers, and hopefully business happening as well in the background, which is usually has to be in the foreground if it's a face-to-face hands-on thing. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. So, so Quentin, um, have you got any of your knives mm-hmm. with you at the moment? Yes. Um, this one that's sold today is a, um, an Akiri um, with the ladder pattern, um, demo steel with the black G10 and neo green and green uh, Buckeye nice. Burl. So it's it's a very hefty, hefty knife, but it's balanced uh, just right. Yeah, it looks lovely. It looks like a beautiful knife. Beautiful knife. Perfect. So Fingal, I'm going to kick you off. I'm not going to give you walk off music, I, but I'm going <laughs> to politely tell you to leave simply because we've got so many people waiting. Waiting. I'll hit the road. But I know you've already sold your knives, uh, but there is a vote going on for best knives in show. I'm going to give you five seconds. Why should people vote for Fingal Ferguson? Why should people vote for me? I don't have any right now. There we go. There he had his five seconds. He had his five seconds. Craig Lockwood! Get the daughter. Andy got hit off. God damn, Craig Lockwood. You are my fucking hero. God damn. That was awesome. Shall we ring Fingal's mum now? And I'll just put the phone down on Fingal's mum. You should bring Mert in now. We got Mert. We get Mert's answer in. Mert, if you're around, um, let's have a look. He is. God damn. Craig, I'm saluting you. That was high level. All I can think of was really funny now if he hung up on him and there he goes. Outstanding. Mert is here. This is this is a oh, knife talk there he is. crossover with with um the other great podcast. The highest talk. level of the highest level oh, in the no. house. How hey, are, yes. What's happening? How are things going, Mert? The show. Um I woke up at 4:45, which oh. is early as Enough said. Okay. What's up, Mary Good. How you guys been? Good. We've had good fun. So, we, I mean, I know you guys, when you do your podcast, you do video anyway, don't you, sometimes? Um, but we, yeah. we've we never done video before, and I've, I'm surprised how it's held up. I'm really, really, really... Did Qu- Quentin got out, or...? He had to leave. Oh, okay. Uh, Quentin okay. Middleton, ladies and germs, if you if you don't know Quentin Middleton, you're making a huge mistake. He's one of the great, great people in knife making. He's just a phenomenal person, and I'm a giant fan of Quentin yeah. Middleton. So. Head on over to his booth because he's, he's, he may have yeah. he may have stock left. So head on over, and you know it's, it's a great chance to get a hold of a knife, which is going to be which is going to be amazing. Ian Anderson in the chat has just said, "About time a real podcaster has joined." <laughs> nice for you. <laughs> back to your question. When we first started, the whole idea was we were doing a podcast. Yes. And with the lockdown, we start changing the format more like live stream over Facebook. Hmm. That's been now converted to a podcast format. 
Because mm-hmm. first we were we were doing a podcast, but now with the Facebook Live, it's all in the video format. I think it's more interactive. We got just like this platform. We got a lot of people interacting, and we're getting live questions, and it's it just feels more fun. Yeah, yeah, it's more seaty pants yeah, as well, isn't it? Yeah. More interactive. I yeah, feel like exactly. Corin blocked me because I every time you guys are on, I write something, and he never even notices. Like I feel like he blocked me. Is that possible? No, he's he's just old. And like to be honest, when you go back to the message board, there's like there's tons of messages, hmm. and all of a sudden, like somebody like yourself might be asking a proper question, and some other person is calling Corin like bunch of names and birds and it's hard to sift through all of their comments to see like what's good and he has the controls yeah and me awesome. and kev we just we just therefore go right and he uh, has the controls and he gets to pick what comments and all that and somebody might be saying great but he, some other person might be saying kev's big and you're breaking up a little bit, Mert. Um, I, I don't know if you can still hear me. Um, have you got any of your knives with you at the moment? Can we have a look at, at some of your work? Yeah. This is the first one I made. Nice. So this is a 250mm judo in dance to this pattern. Right. And usually I use, I use timber for my handles, but for the first time I use the... We can't see you now, Mert. Um, yeah, yeah. and... The bolster is a. Um, I don't know if you guys can see it. No, uh, sorry, but we can't. We can't see you, and your audio is breaking up. So I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna take you out. Um, yep. Please note, I'm not kicking you out. <laughs> it's just it, technically it's not working for whatever reason. But um, hopefully, we shall speak to you again soon. Murd is the best. Murd is such a good dude. He's actually. You guys should listen to the uh, latest episode of Knife Making Down Under because he talks about this big problem he had uh with a uh, with paypal uh with and a scammer so definitely give him a shout out there are friends give him a show yeah let's try and get josh back in let's see if he's got his yeah audio. let's just try to get josh in for sure man this is amazing this is we this is we've been got we got all of them all right, you got to give me a chance. Don't don't kick me out. There we go. You're in. You're we'll in. Never, we'll never we'll never give you the hook, Josh. Josh rules. Josh Prince is here. Josh, Josh Prince is a technical wizard. I'm up there with Craig Lockwood with the tech skills. Believe it. It just never manifest on any of these podcast efforts. Guys, guys, if this isn't, I'm making an announcement. Should I make an announcement? I just heard about one of the winners. Am I allowed to announce it? Oh boy, the best chef, chef knife has just been announced. Well, Jeff. the best wow. pairing okay. knife. Just a Quentin second, just Jeff. Got, wait, 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 just wait, 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 Jeff. Okay. Quentin Middleton just told me he won the best pairing knife. Congratulations nice. for our, bo- our buddy, ah. our buddy Quentin. Nice. Fantastic. Uh, the best chef knife has just been announced as well. I don't know who that is, but somebody's put it in the chat. So maybe if um, anybody knows if they could put it in the chat for us. Anyway, Josh, what? how did the show go for you? Good. You know, I had, uh, I've heard other folks, I had a little bit of technical issues. So it took me about an hour and I think it was probably, I probably caused it, but I got in and uh, started to got some visitors, had some great conversations. You know, I think it's for me, this is just a chance to see people talk to people, um, hopefully sell some knives during the show. But if Mm. not, it'll post up onto my Instagram because I've kept everything very low key as far as posting what I've done up to now. I only posted two out of eight that I've, that I made. Right. And, is, uh, is that your work you've got next to you there? Yeah, it's a little bit bright back there, but uh, 
I could show you a couple. If you could, yeah, pick up your yeah. favorite piece. Let's have a look. My favorite piece is this one, and I and I'm going to choose it also because it's a fader inspired name, which is called Este Cabrón, which is uh, I like <laughs> I like Jeff's naming convention of uh, the Spanish the Spanish name. So this one's a, a real cabronazo, and uh, I just. <laughs> Really enjoyed the, the shape of it, and it's uh, it's the Heimskringla pattern. It's got a little bit of carbon fi- fiber uh, spacer, a little brass pin, and some lace wood for a handle. Nice, nice. Uh, yeah. Is that available? Yeah, it's available. People, what are you doing? Heading over to uh, Josh's yeah. page and um, you need this cabron in your kitchen. Yeah, yeah. No, can you, can you just can you tell can you tell our listeners what <laughs> what and be be gentle. And be gentle with the listeners of what that means. I know what it means for the kitchen, but I like to hear from you. Well, my use of the word cabron is is the Mexican familiar, which is a, if your buddy is, you know, if your buddy or yours is the cabron, que cabron es. It's just a way of referring to somebody in a friendly way. If it, if you're in Spain though, you don't ever want to call somebody a cabron because that's like the biggest insult you could you could hurl at somebody. Right. So it okay. really depends on who you're saying it to and and where you are. But my use of it is a Mexican, you know, Mexican use of it, which is... I like that. Yeah. It would be like, very the way I would re- <laughs> like the way I would refer to, if I said Craig and I, and I called him a fanny, that would be yeah. kind of similar. It would be similar in that. We were talking about this. We it talked about this similar. yesterday. It means something very different in Europe, yeah. a fanny, to what it does yeah. in the U.S. It's, it's, it's worse. It's worse. I don't recommend anybody go to Mexico and, and you know, say, uh, call somebody a cabron right away. You, you know, you <laughs> might want to get comfortable with them first. <laughs> or if you were maybe working in like a kitchen and you had this knife and someone and you told someone that you were going to pull out your cabron, that might not come out very well. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. So well, you guys, I, thanks for having me on. You guys, it's a marathon for you. It's a, it's a hell this of a marathon. It's been fun. It's flown by. Yeah. It's been almost three hours, and it's flown by. I, I can see now that they're actually making the announcements for the best in show now. So we are being okay. asked to direct people towards the main stage. Um, Excellent. So unfortunately, that that is going to be the end of the show. But I tell you, I, I don't know how it's going to work, but maybe when it's done, try come back into the booth. If we can keep going, we will for a while. Yeah. Why don't we, go, why don't we keep going? And then we'll, and then, and then people come back. We can, we don't have to be there. I mean, we didn't get Tyler Florence, did we? We didn't. We didn't. And I don't know whether he did his cutting demo. I'm not sure. Um, I, I didn't see it. He must have done it. Yeah. I, I mean, you know. Yeah. But yeah, we can, we can carry on. If anybody wants to go and see and maybe report back with the winners for us. Yeah, do, report, do back. report back. Report back. That would the be winners. cool. Yeah, we're not going to just cancel like this. J- Josh Prince is understated when he talks, but he's not understated with his work. Because there, I mean, you put on people that are as inspiring in terms of pushing limits and looking at things as art. Josh Prince is a handful of people that you would put at that level. So I'm, a, we're, 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 we're super glad that you're our friend and you're an extraordinarily talented person. Thanks, Jeff. Appreciate it. Josh, Gotta get you, you on full blast. Gotta get you on full blast. I mean, you can't go on Toby all the time. I got, I got my audio all point, fixed I mean, up, as you can see, is like. All right, this summer, this summer you're coming on full blast. We'll, we'll chop good. it up. For those, right, up. sounds like fun. Josh, for those who don't follow you to see your work, where, where's the best place to see your work? Yeah, Instagram at Princeworks Forge, all one word. That's the best place to to check me out. Yeah, folks, and the you, website is the same. If you're not already following, go follow Josh's work because it, it is incredible, incredible stuff. Right, Josh, thanks, Greg. Great to speak to you, and hopefully you're we can man, do it right? again soon. Good to see you guys. Cheers. Good to see you, see you Yeah. Damn.
Wow. We, this has been great. It's been working very, very well. Have we spoke? Is there any uh, other exhibitors here in the room that we haven't spoken to? I would have liked to spoke to, had Salem on, but I, you know he's I'm, probably like Salem's being... here. But I'm not sure if he's actually in the room. And if I add, I've, I've requested him to join us, so I'm not sure if he's already here or not. We'll see. He is. Oh, Salem's oh, here. Yeah, there, there we go. He is. <laughs> there he is. Hey, hey guys, what's going on? How's... Well, I think I have a little bit of a lag from this location, so hopefully it works out. Yeah, we, we can hear you. Now. We can hear you fine. How's the show gone for you, Salem? I've just been chilling and uh, talked to some folks. I talked to Charlie Lionheart for a while. That was awesome. And uh, my buddy Nico, of course. That's my dude right there. So I caught up with them, played a little guitar, uh, <laughs> watched you guys. That's always a ton of fun to catch knife talk. How are you guys doing? Great. Good. This has been so much fun. It's been a lot of fun. I've just had a bit of an idea. Salem, I think you could possibly be our last call. I think you need to play us off with a song when we finish the chat. Let's have a chat first. Maybe you could play us off with a, with your guitar. We'll see if I feel up to it. <laughs> <laughs> no commitments. Like, so you've done a lot. I, I, I know that you've done a lot with Damn Steel and you've had, you've been in, in, in all of their invitationals. How is this one? I know uh, we were asking before in terms of you've been to the, to the events that are, were at a physical place how are you noticing the difference with customers in this one versus live uh well i mean it's a completely different experience of course i am a little bit technologically challenged um especially in terms of i have this rural glitchy internet um so I, i'm just kind of here to hopefully have a fun time and kind of fly by the seat of my pants. And if I sell knives, great. If not, um, as who was that you were just talking to, uh, was it, was it Fingal or Quentin? Fingal was saying that they, uh, it it was just, or no, it was Josh. He was saying he wanted to just kind of like catch up and hang out with folks Hmm. primarily. And if you sold some knives, great. That's kind of where I'm coming from. Yeah. Cool. It's, it's it's a weird thing, isn't it? Doing like a, a knife show online where you don't have the ability really to show. But obviously, in you know the crazy times we're in, it's 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 the only the only chance they've had. Um, going forward, do you think there'll be more of this kind of thing happening, where you know people don't necessarily have to go to whether whether it's Blade or you know everybody pile into one city. There's there's huge advantages to that as well, as you said, people can chat and get to know each other and and that kind of thing. But do you think there is there is a place for this kind of thing? I think it was inevitable that it would be tried in a big way, Mm. uh, especially given the events of 2020. Um, And I I don't know how it's going to play out going forward. I feel like this show um, is a little smoother the way it's running than the last um, online show last year that I was at. So that's good. Um, Commercially, last year I did great. This year I haven't sold anything yet. So we'll see how that goes. People, um, if you're listening, I, Salem's I got knives for... available. Go, go, go and get some knives from Salem before they're gone. Jeez, I find it very hard. Yeah, to yeah. Listen to Craig; he's he's a smart man. I find it very hard to believe that you have a hard time selling knives. I think we need to come. You need to tell the truth, Salem. I I don't think that thing's gonna last five minutes. Come on. Yeah, they'll sell. I'm sure. I'm uh, I'm just stoked to get to talk to you guys mostly. 
Oh, too kind. We oh, hey, to- I can see Morocco again. What up, Morocco? <laughs> What's up, bud? We need to get you on the show, Salem, at some point. Definitely. Definitely. Well, I mean, you can listen to the Full Blast podcast. He's yeah. did a fine job there, you know. Jeff promoting his Anytime, own podcast man, I'll come, I'll, whilst doing I'll, another podcast. <laughs> the cheek. You know. <laughs> I should call in and and give you the opportunity to hang up on me, Craig. <laughs> that would be the creme de la creme of hang ups. Yeah. Can oh, you imagine? That would be the, that would be I mean that was like hanging up on the Pope. You can't do that. <laughs> no, it, <laughs> hey, if Craig hangs up on you, you've arrived in, in knife making, I think is the thing. <laughs> Don't encourage him. T shirt. Don't encourage made. him. Yeah. <laughs> right i tell you what we've got questions from the questions from the public let's put one to salem shall we yes okay let's have a look I'll all take, right quiz time. take one at random um let's have a look from aiden hey cuties i have a question i recently got my hands on a couple of giant planks of different types of wood beech ash oak and alder non-stabilized which of these if any in your experience is the most suitable for a kitchen knife handle um so he's talking beech ash oak or alder okay uh if i had to make a snap decision i'm I'm gonna pick ash because it's the hardest of them except for maybe oak but oak's got a much more open grain and ash is really strong it's it's analogous to hickory so that's a really tough wood they would use for tool handles so if you had a piece of ash with nice figure to it i would probably go to that first nice nice and and with that salem i can ask you one more question um we've got people in the chat asking about the hat where did you get the hat oh i may may regret that i may regret that that. what you think (laughs) you ask ask and she shall receive salem you ask for it i mean yeah i I may well regret that lockwood is like i mean you can't get better than that I'm like stupefied. Look, we've I'm got, stupefied. We've got a bunch of people who um, have requested to be in. Um, we've got what we've got six or seven. I'm not sure if any of these are exhibitors or not because it doesn't really show for me, unfortunately. Let's give them all just just a minute online um, and let we see who you are. So The first one is Charlie Ellis. Are we ready? Oh, definitely Charlie Ellis. Here we go, guys. There he is, Charlie. How are you? Hey. Great. How are you guys doing? We got Dude, another strong so contender for um, best beard in show. You know, another strong contender. <laughs> yeah, but he's not an exhibitor, though. But he doesn't need to be. Yeah. He's, he's here with a beard. Oh, okay. Here with a beard. <laughs> How are yeah, things, I've just Charlie? Just been lazy and not cutting anything. <laughs> Lockdown beard. We understand. We understand. The Duke, yeah. the Duke Duke King. Charlie Ellis is here. The Duke Duke King. How you doing, Charlie? Uh-huh. Good. How are you guys doing? Uh, we have... just got a message. Salem Straub just wrote, I have arrived, I tell you. You <laughs> know he got the hook. <laughs> Charlie, how have you found the show? Uh, have you had a chance to go around to booths, that kind of thing? Yeah. I I had a lot of trouble at first because I was just on my phone and uh, it wasn't letting me, letting me connect my audio, but I got this snowball mic from... Uh, doing full blast podcast oh, that i hooked up on my okay, laptop we had, and... we had enough of this i gotta get some air 
Yeah, he's going for it. I think he's going for the rub down. I got to get some air. Right. You are you're my hero. You are my hero, <laughs> my radio hero. We've got fearless Craig Lockwood. We've oh. got Dimitri Turcot <laughs> waiting as well. And I think Dimitri may have been an exhibitor. Let, let's have a look. Oh, God, I can control myself. <laughs> <laughs> you're the best. Legitimately the best. Oh, there's Tom Moss. Tom Moss is here. He's, uh... Dimitri, are you there? No, I'm not sure what happened there. Okay, we've got another one, Michael West. Let's try and bring him in. Dude, Coca Bolo penis. Tom Moss is here. Really? I, no, I've got one, I've got ones requested at the bottom. It's so oh. we're going through the requested ones. Um, okay, that one's gone. Next up is Mark LeBlanc. I think most of these have already left. Um, nope, there's nothing happening there. Uh, Zach Worrell of Monolith Knives. Let's have a look. Oh, it's back. I think these people may have already left. Whoops. Sorry. Okay. Okay. Um, Sam Gleason. I think he's been helping Fingal today. No. And last up is Gary Woe. Gary Woe? Gary Woe. No. That's it. Everybody's gone. Everybody's so you hung up on Charlie for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> he's back. Should we, should we let him back in? Can I just say one thing before you let anyone in? Go Craig Lockwood has hung up on this episode on Fingal. Uh, you hung up on Mert. You, not I didn't, accidentally. I didn't you hung up on, on Salem Straub. And you hung up on Charlie Ellis. That's a high level. And Charlie's getting the boomerang. He's back. <laughs> and again, he gets a jingle from too. Knife talk. <laughs> <sighs> <laughs> I didn't learn anything from Knife Talk when everyone was giving him the hook. I never even knew what was happening. I, I didn't even hear. I didn't even, he's talking to Salem. Hey, where'd you get that hat? And then gone. We have I a had rule. no idea. It's a simple rule. No promoting anything. We have a simple rule. Salem was about to promote his hat. I, I could see it in his eyes. He was like, I'm going to sell the shit out of this hat. And I was like, he's got to go. He's got to go. Charlie was clearly trying to sell your podcast and saying how great your podcast is. Oh, that was the reason. Oh, you know, that was the, the other podcast. So, you know, it <laughs> Rules are rules. I'm a stickler for rules. What can I say? <laughs> Too funny. Hmm. So, do you think? Do you have you ever worked with Damasteel, Charlie? I haven't. I've thought about trying it out, but I don't need that stress in my life right now. Ten <laughs> percent off with Knife Talk Ten, Charlie. Ten percent <laughs> yeah. off. That's true. <laughs> have you got any of your work there with you, Charlie? Uh. We've no, got, not really. We've got Michael West as well in with us, and I think Michael has been exhibiting oh, nice. today. How are you, Michael? Oh, great, thank you. H- how has the show gone for you today? Oh, as we used to say, a bit slow. <laughs> oh, sorry, oh, really? sorry. Yeah. Are, th- are those your knives there in the in the background? We can see. It's here. Yeah. Wow, they look they look very very special actually. What what are the handle materials yeah. on them? Oh, um, it's um, it's uh, natural uh, natural materials uh, like uh, birch. You know, this from uh, Norwegian uh, Mesa birch. Nice, very nice. That's cool. What what Dharma steel pattern is that? You can't quite see. Oh, here. it's uh, Odin, Odin's eye. Odin's eye. Nice, very nice. Yeah, yeah. Very and nice. uh, we have um, 
We have this one, tulip wood. You know tulip wood? Tulip wood, yes, yes. Yes. I, I really like cross cut. Really like the the shape of the of the of the butt there. It's really really sort of sharp. It's yeah, nice. That's what she said. That's what, uh, yeah. said that before. <laughs> Very nice. Very nice. And do you have any knives available for people to buy? Oh yes, all this. Okay, people. This is maybe These your last available. chance to head on over to, yeah. to Michael's <laughs> yeah. booth and and have a look. Yeah. At the, look at the finish on that. That's incredible. It's incredible. Oh, yeah, it's a RWL thirty four. Uh, rosewood, paroba rose, and a mammoth. Wow! Tusk. The the handle to blade transition is very interesting. I like it. Yeah, yeah, I like the flow of that a lot. That's cool. So, if you were to talk about your work, what would you say the inspirations yeah. are in terms of the design? Um, from the start, it was like the 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 um, Iron Age. Knives they found it in, in Denmark and and the Nordic country. Hmm. These women's knives uh, was the original inspiration. That's forty years ago. I've been making knives for forty one years now. Wow! Wow! So 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 it's hmm. like that's cool. The how do you? I'm oh, sorry. Craig. Sorry, I, I was just wondering the cutout that you have there next to the bolster. How how are you doing that? Is it using a sort of drift and then and sort of, sort of filing around it, or how how are you? This one. Yes, yes. <laughs> it's a it's a just file, uh, file work. I have a milling machine from a, a Deckel from oh. a nineteen thirty seven. Wow. Pre war. So yeah. no no CNC <laughs> on that milling machine, I bet. I have no CNC. Yep. I made everything by hand. Even my drawings is by hand. <laughs> wow, that's incredible! That's yeah. incredible. Um, where can so people I mean, see see more of your work, Michael? Uh, Westknives.com. I'm on Instagram, Westknives. I am Facebook, Westknives. Perfect. West Very cool. There we go. Westknives.com. <laughs> Westknives.com. So anybody, if you if you're still looking for knives. Michael's got a couple available, yeah. and I don't think they're going to last very long. So head on over to Michael's Knives, yeah. well, um, West Knives, um, and, and yeah. take a look because they do look very, very special, those. Yes, very nice. Well, look, listen, Michael, lovely to speak with yes. you. Lovely to speak with yeah. you. Ha- have you done this before? Have you done the, the Chef Invitational before? Do no, I haven't. This is uh, first year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's cool. It's nice yeah. to see, you know, different things. Obviously, we're in a strange time at the moment. People can't get out and about. So it's nice to no, see people. A, it's a, nice to see things like this happening. So, yeah, lovely yeah. to speak to you. And, um, yeah, yeah thank you very much for showing us your work. It's, it's, it's a privilege yes, to see. it was great. Thank you very much, see Michael. You. Thank you. Yeah. Have a great weekend. Yeah, yeah thank you. I thought you were gonna. I thought that last question, <laughs> I was you dude. I was like, "You're not gonna hang up on him, Craig." The last question, I was like, "This is a, this is a dude, an older dude from Denmark. You can't do it to him." Being very respectful, they, they were, were cl- they were. It was nice to see those knives. They looked very sort of different, didn't they? You know, they, he had his own his very unique style on them, and it was beautiful, a lovely finish too. Very nice. How close were you to giving him the hook? Be honest. <laughs> I could Be honest. see. I could see your your fanny clenching. So, <laughs> so, so I thought no, we couldn't do it. We couldn't do it. <laughs> I was sweating, sweating. I was like, oh god, this poor old guy. This is his first experience. He's forty years in knife making. He's finally on Instagram and social media. And Craig's gonna give him a hook. No, not at all. <sighs> not at all.
not at all. So if this thing, it says we have five minutes left. Does this mean the whole thing's cut off or do we, because we kind of have to end the show a certain way. I don't know. I'm not sure. Don't know. Do you want to see if Tom, Tom Moss, I mean, he came in with the, one of the best stories and store questions. He talked about Coca-Cola. I can't, I don't have that facility because oh, okay. Tom is, isn't part of the show. There. But if Tom, if you're listening, you can request it. <laughs> and when you put the request in, I can then bring you in. So if Tom, if you are listening. Um, yeah, we'll talk about your wiener. You can talk about your Coca-Cola cock. Yeah. Why not? Good way to end the show. <laughs> Craig, this has been an amazing experience. Way more fun than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, and far less stressful as well, to be honest with you. You and you've done an extraordinary oh, yeah. job steering a ship. It. You've done these kinds of things before, I'm sure. This is basically my family Zoom quiz. Yeah, all the buttons. Um, yeah, it's it's always fun. We've got a few people waiting to be on the show. Let's have a look. So Tom Moss is in. Charlie, you do the intro to Tom, right? Hey, Tom. How's it going? Hey, Charlie. How, how are you? Oh, well, good. Tom this Moss. is like we're listening on somebody's phone call here. <laughs> Tom, what nice you, you got on there, Tom? <laughs> <laughs> I, might, I might have shooting reception. I'm in a hotel today. Cool, cool. Any Coco Bolo with you? No, no. But I uh, did hunt down some nice wood today. I'm in Puerto Rico. I found. Uh-huh. Uh, I spent the day and I found this great local uh, mahogany, some burls, all this stuff. I filled a trunk and I had to buy a suitcase to get it back home. Oh wow! <laughs> when I leave, wow. I bought a lot. It was cheap and it was crazy. And there was a goat and a dog and it was it was a crazy day. <laughs> yeah, sure, I've seen that film. I'm glad I wasn't digging. That goat was looking good. <laughs> <laughs> so. In the states, are you able to take um, like different species of tree between states without licenses and stuff? I think so. I'm also uh, here because I'm in the Coast Guard, so I can just sneak it past customs. I don't ah, really care. I see what you do, right? Oh, okay. That old gag. In, yeah, in a, in in a, in a bag on the side of the boat with a Brit. Yeah, we know what you do. Yeah. 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 So, Tom, okay. you are you actually you're friends with you're I'm friends with a very famous California chef. You went to school with him, right? Yeah, Chris friend? Constantino. Chris Constantino. Yeah. No, no, you're right. He's, yeah, yeah. He, it's yeah, very we, interesting. We Chris is a, a very extraordinary chef, and you kind of grew up with him, right? Yeah, yeah. We lived a few blocks away. We skateboarded our whole lives. Got into trouble, and uh, yeah, yeah. Old friend. I love the he's fact that he's my R and D person. For the first two years, I made knives. Three years, I made knives. I would just send them to him, and he was like, "This fucking sucks. This sucks." <laughs> he's like, "Hey, change this. Hey, you did this kind of well, but this sucks." Then finally, he started like, "Okay, these are good." That's the kind oh, of feedback years. you want, though, and especially when you're starting out, you want somebody to pick up the faults, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I worked in restaurants growing up, but it had been 18 years since I was in a restaurant. You know, I cook at home, and uh, I sent it to him, and he gave them to friends, and yeah, it was the best, best thing. And, and local chefs, I would go to some local barbecue place by. I mean, no one, you know, small time place, and I liked his food. And he was a nice guy. I'm like, here, here's a brisket knife. Try it. Tell me what you think. I got feedback from him. So cool, cool. Yeah. Right, guys, I don't mean to be rude, but we've got the main man waiting to come on the show. Uh, oh, great. The CEO of, um, of Dharma Steel. So, Charlie and Tom, great to speak to you both. We shall speak to you soon. Good to see you guys. But we, can't leave the boss, guys. we can't leave the boss waiting. Let's have a look.
It says we've got one minute left, so I'm not quite sure whether we're going to be kicked out or oh, what's going to happen. going to give the boss the hook? <laughs> <laughs> possibly, possibly. Um, he's not accepting the the uh, the, the request. Um, there may be some sort of delay. I'm not sure. No, I think that's it. I think we are going to be cut off at any point. Um, yeah, less than a minute. That well, went very fun. well. That It was real fun. Went very well. Technically, it worked too. I think the audio we've captured would be good enough to put out as an episode. Um, and it looks as if everybody had fun at the show as well. So it's all good. Fingal certainly had fun at the show. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> Sold everything. Yes, yeah. Wow, wow. Very nice. But um, I think oh. that's it. So rather than it kick us out and we potentially lose the audio, I'm going to put an end to the show. I think that's the way to do it. At least I know I've got everything sorted then. Um, but yeah, thank you, everybody who's listening live. Um, maybe we can do this in the, in the future, um, like live shows and possibly with video as well. It 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 worked as a trial. This really worked well for us. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we'll put this out unedited. Um, well, it'll be a week Monday. So you've got a show going live on Monday anyway. This will be the week after. Um, and by that time, we'll have a full list of all the winners as well. So I'll make sure we put all that in the show notes. Um, but yeah, thank you all for for listening. Um, it was it was real good fun. Jeff Morocco, thank you again. It was amazing. It was good. Thank it was you good. so much. All went well. All went well. Really good. And hopefully the guys at Darmacil are happy as well that the show went well. I mean, technically, it seemed to go without any glitch. For, for I know a few people had maybe uh, connectivity issues, um, a few of the exhibitors. No. Um, but, yeah. Is this the after show now? This is, I suppose this is the, this is the after show. Um, <laughs> yes, yeah. It's still got us – still letting us talk. Exa- yeah, yeah. So anybody who is still listening and you are listening live um, – Go and look at the the exhibitors because some of them still have knives available, which is which is amazing. Because who would have thought? Um, so yeah, it might be an opportunity to pick up a knife where you know you wouldn't normally be able to pick up a knife from these people. Go and I take it all back. Life. I think that this could work as a video for live. I think so. It it seemed to work well. Um, yeah, why not? <laughs> You did it. You did it, Craig. You did an awesome job working this all out, dude. T- to be honest, it wasn't me. I mean, the guys at Dharma Steel, we had like a, t- had like a test event, first of all, to make sure everything was working right. Um, and they- they've really like eased everybody in to make sure everybody knew how to use the software and so on. The software is brilliant. It's, re- it's really, really cool. Um, and, you know, even now we can still see the amount of people who are – we've got 26 people still listening live now who aren't bored of us after nearly three hours, so – so, I, I thought it went. I mean, I just can't believe how. If you really think about it, how many people came in we talked to? I mean, it was staggering. Hmm. Yeah, and I'd say the quality was actually better than taking calls from Instagram, like we've done in the past as well, with regards to the you know the audio and the rest of it. But we also had the video, which was a bonus. Right. All good. All good. Wow. Right. That's got to be the end of the after show. It's gone midnight here. Oh, go to midnight. bed. And it's, dude, that was great. Yeah, I'm off. So to, great. Uh, have a rub down with a sunshine cloth and I shall see said. you next week. <laughs> right, I'm going to leave. I'm going to press leave. Bye for now. All right, bye. How good was that? That was great. That was great. Yeah. <sighs> so good. You're just going to keep hanging out? I'm going to go. I got to get something to eat. <laughs> I haven't eaten anything all day. Listen, all right. great to see you and we'll see you soon. You too. You're the man. Right. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Just a second. What? what? I, I forgot something. Um, next oh. week, sorry, I'm trying to press the buttons here at the same time. Um, next week, um, are we doing a show on the Friday, or are we going to wait till wait till later? 
I think you, you, I think this should be the following Monday show. Okay, so we have we won't do a show next week. Is that right, Jeff? Right. I mean, don't you think? I mean, we take a week. <laughs> I had to do it, didn't I? Oh, Jeff's gone. <laughs> oh, the twenty-three people in here who got to see that—that <laughs> that is golden. Oh my god! And that's a wrap. Bingo! I'm glad. <laughs> Tony Collie message back, cocksucker. Don't worry. I'm sure he's going to do it to me, too. I'm sure. I'm sure. I, I won't do it today, but soon, soon, it'll catch up with you. Congratulations to being the Who good. Wants to Be a Millionaire winner. And um, yeah, it was cool. We, we'll definitely do it again soon. Cheers. Bye for now. Right on. Bye bye.